Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Daydon Tolbert Show. I'm your host, Daydon Tolbert. It's been a little while since we were last live, about a week, in fact. And, um, you know, we wanted, we wanted to, you know, bring Keeping It Real Fridays back for, um, you know, really what it's intended for and what it was really founded upon, which is just being honest, you know, some straight talk, some real talk about issues that you guys are passionate about, issues that we're uh, passionate about, Courtney and myself. Um, you know, there's a lot going on in politics. There's a lot going on in entertainment. There's a lot going on in the world in general. And so, um, you know, we just wanted to come back live tonight and, um, you know, really just uh, lay some things out the way they need to be laid out. Uh, tonight's show is brought to you by TRC Auto Sales, Tolbert Relationship Counseling, uh, anyone who needs any type of cars or counseling or uh, anything for that matter, feel free to reach out to us at trctoday.com. Uh, we're going to get into it tonight. Courtney is here with me tonight. Courtney, how are you this evening? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? It's been, I'm good. I'm good. It's been a little while since we were last live. What you been up to? Creeping? Since we're keeping it real tonight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's it. I'm just playing. No, no, being productive. Yeah. All right. All right. How's the book coming? It's coming along well. Thanks for asking. Guys, understand. Courtney is being bashful. Uh, she's being modest. You know, she has a a, a book that she's working diligently on, and uh, so I would encourage everyone to look out for that in the very near future. Um, as am I. Um, you know, uh, How to Win the Heart of an Elite Man in 365 Days or Less is on its way, so uh, look out for that also, um, as well as a couple other projects that we'll get into. One of the things that's uh, at the top of my list, just a couple of housekeeping things tonight, you know, we've been talking about it, we have been hyping it up, you guys, you know, and it lived up to the hype the first time around, the show where my man, my homie, Osho, Minister Osho High, we came to you guys and we discussed a lot of things that are going on from a uh, a government perspective, a you know a biblical perspective as far as uh, what the word says about what is commonly known as aliens and you know UFOs, but you know us spiritually minded people know them as something different. And you guys got a chance to hear that show, um, Nephilim, uh, fallen angels, you know all of those things discussed in the word. We talked about from a um, you know, from a, a worldly perspective, you know what I'm saying, as far as how, um, you know, the the world views those things, what we see in the media, what the government reports, what they don't report, um, and we, we, we broke it down. What was that, Courtney, about how long ago was that show? Was that almost about a year now that we did that, right? Yeah, I would say about a year. You know. it's, it's been a it's been about a year. It was always intended to be a two-night, a two-part special, uh, and I say all that to say part two is coming up on Monday night. All right, mark your cap. I'm telling you guys for this for a reason. Um, I'm telling you this because that show was crazy. If you missed it, I'm going to rebroadcast it on Sunday night. What the Bible says about what's commonly known as giants, you know, uh, demons, monsters, as, you know what I'm saying? All this stuff is biblical and it's well, you know, it's biblical, but it's not godly, you know. And we'll talk about why. Um, well, you'll hear us talk about it from more so a government perspective and a conspiracy uh, standpoint on Sunday night. But then we come back live on Monday night to do an in-depth analyzation of the movie Noah. 
I know Courtney got a chance to see it. I got a chance to see it with Osho. We went out last Friday. We checked it out. We knew we were going to do the show on it. So Monday night is going to be an in-depth analyzation on the movie Noah, and it's great timing because it ties right in. If you know what the movie, you know, is about, it revolves around Noah's interaction with the fallen angels, him having conversations with God, you know, or that's what you know, the word says happened, but that's not what happened in the movie, but that's what it centers around. And so we're going to use that to, you know, to really do a whole show on Hollywood's infatuation or really obsession with the supernatural, with aliens, with monsters, demons, and how, what message is trying to be sent from a biblical perspective, you know what I'm saying? Because a lot of things uh, that are happening now are spoken about Early in the word as well as in Revelation. So, but I don't want to get too deep into it. But just trust me. Make sure you tune in. Myself, Osho will be here with me tonight uh, on uh, Monday night, and we will give you one of the most informative uh, shows that, honestly, in my opinion, that we've ever already you know we've ever done. So definitely look out for that. A um, lot of other things going on um, out here. Um, we're live tonight. Tonight I want to get into. Many many things, but I you know, overall we want to talk about loyalty. Okay, loyalty. We want to talk about friendship. You know, we want to talk about realness, honesty, and uh, you know, in the context or in a couple different contexts. But you know, what that means for you guys as women. You know, if your goal is, and I hope that it is, I suspect that it is for most that you know you want to become a wife one day. You know, what are men? What types of things are we looking at to determine can you be trusted? What types of things are being used to determine are you the woman that we, you know, intend to spend the rest of our life with, can feel comfortable spending the rest of our lives with? Uh, there's a song out right now in t- uh, by Chris Brown entitled, uh, entitled Loyalty. And, you know, he, you know, many of you probably have heard it, but he's basically saying, you know, these girls ain't loyal. You know, and that if you guys don't know, that song is basically a um a indirect message, you know, you know, to Rihanna, you know, about Rihanna, um, in regards to some of the things that, you know, she has had going on and has going on with, you know, Drake and you know, I just wanna spend a little bit of time talking about, you know, the things that are cool, some of the things that are not cool, some things that are acceptable acceptable and not acceptable and will specifically take you out of you know, that that light, if you were there in the first place, of being, you know, a man's future wife. Courtney, do you, I mean, how do you feel about that? I mean, because I mean, we're going to get into it later, but is that ever something that you've wondered about or inquired about from a, a female perspective as far as, wow, you know, yeah, you know, he can trust me or he feels comfortable with me, or is that something you've never really thought of? Because most women, really, they really have it even, they don't often, they only kind of look at things from their perspective. So, well, I, can, I, I can do this. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm single, or I'm this, or I'm that. And I'm I'm justified. I can rationalize this, but very infrequently do women say, "Wow, what's he thinking? Why? Yeah, he did this, but why did he do? This? What was his state of mind when he did? Is that something that's ever crossed your mind?" Yes, but I'll have to admit, I, I didn't always think about that. Um, just like you said, like in the past, it was all about me and what I wanted to do, and so with that being said, I didn't care about what the man thought or, you know, how he viewed my actions. Because in my head, I was just, you know, I was like blowing myself up and making myself to be 
you know, this great woman. Like, oh, I'm such a good woman, so he should be happy to be with me. And that was really just low self-esteem talking. But, yeah, so I didn't think about that then. But now in the mind state that I'm in, yeah, I do think about that, and I care about that. I do care about how my actions are being viewed. I do care about loyalty, and I value it. And I'm glad to hear that. You know, because it's it's unfortunate, like you said, back in the day, you know, different state of mind, different maturity level. A lot of times, you know, um, and, and I'm not saying it's, you know, one-sided because I know men do a lot of things that, you know, aren't cool. But I, and I think that that's where we, a lot of times, we get into the this whole battle of the sexes. And you guys know from listening to this show, this is not, never has been, never will be, you know, a battle of the sexes type of show. Uh, men are right, women are wrong type of thing. Men are from Mars. No. Now, we're all from Earth. You know what I'm saying? We're all here to love. We've been we've been put here by God to love. You know, that's everyone's purpose. You know, everyone wants love. Nobody wants to be alone. Men, not men, not, see, you know, women. So, you know, that's what we're here for. We're here to cultivate positive, healthy relationships that will uh, ultimately morph into, you know, marriage and, you know, uh, long-lasting happiness. Uh, but only the only way that's going to happen is by having some of these uncomfortable conversations. One of the things that makes this show special and the Friends of the Data on Tolbert Show group special and just everything that we have going on is because we're not a, we don't sugarcoat anything. We're not here to hold hands and sing kumbaya. You know, we're not here to just have harmony. We are here to have the conversations. We are here to have the discussions, even the debates, and sometimes even downright arguments that will hopefully ultimately lead to uh, uh, men having a better understanding of where women are coming from, women having a better understanding of what's going on in our minds as far as, you know, what we look for, what we're seeking, what we're not seeking. And and so, you know, I'm just putting that out there. You know what I'm saying? I'm just putting it out there so people can understand, if you don't know already, what we do and why we do it and why, how what we do is going to differ greatly from any other show that you see out here. A lot of people, or most people, are, you know, I talk about all the time, are driven by advertising dollars, they're driven by ratings, they're driven by popularity. We are not driven, I'm not driven by any of those things. We are here with the sole purpose of saving souls, uh, educating and informing and uplifting, you know what I'm saying? You know, as you guys know from our mission statement, helping specifically women avoid many of the uncomfortable situations and circumstances that they're often placed in, you know, at the hands of men. So that's what we're here for. That's what we're here to <laughs> here to do. And uh, that being said, uh, I, I posted earlier in the week a word of advice for the ladies. Many of you saw that, you know, got a kick out of it. Here's the thing. You know, it's I'm here in Philly. I don't know where you guys. I know Courtney's up there in Chi-Town. Some of you guys are on the West Coast, down south. Shout out to people all over. Um, you know, wherever you are, it is now springtime, officially. You know what I mean? It's been officially springtime for a few weeks now, but uh, the temperature didn't indicate that. But now it does. It was about uh, about 75 degrees here today, or something like that. And a uh, very nice day, beautiful day. And I posted some advice for the ladies. I said that, ladies, I know that it's getting warm out, but wearing tights, okay, and we got to talk about this whole tights thing, all right, because I'm going to ruffle some feathers tonight. We got to talk about the tights. I said, but wearing tights with nothing covering your behind, I'll be politically correct, even though I probably won't be by the end of the night, but covering your behind is not sexy. You know what I'm saying? Um, I said that it's actually considered slutty. 
the attention that doing so, okay, the attention that doing so brings you is not going to gather or, or gain you genuine interest from men, but it's nothing but lust. I said that the best women and the future wives of the world understand the importance of balancing classiness and true beauty. That's one of the things I want to talk about tonight in regards to loyalty, you know, because we'll talk a little bit how that ties into, you know, your your wardrobe, that is, um, how and whether or not you can be trusted, whether or not we can feel comfortable when you go out with your girlfriends, when you're going to wherever it is that you're going to, do we feel like, okay, wow, yeah, I, I, I respect her and I have the confidence that she is going to represent me and respect me and our relationship and, and be a positive uh, image, you know, for what I represent in the, in, in the Lord. Uh, Courtney, is that, you know, what are you, what are you seeing up there in, in the Chicago area uh, and surrounding areas in regards to these tights and just overall spring attire? It's absolutely ridiculous. And it's not even that warm yet. I mean, it's, it's actually no excuse. I'm not going to make excuses for it because it, it looks bad either way. But I'm seeing uh, a lot of tights, um, you know, a lot of crop tops, you know, midriffs. I'm seeing all of that. And it's funny because back in the day I used to think it was only bad if to wear those things if you had a shape or if you were a little bit thicker. But I look at it now, it, it doesn't matter what size you are. That's just not a classy look. And so that's what I'm seeing, a lot of, um, you know, the, the tights. And then now it's like the weaves are like coming full force. Like people are, just, it seems like people are wearing them even more. So you see a lot of the, you know, fresh weaves and all of that stuff. And it's so obvious that it's to attract attention from the opposite sex. Yeah, and, and that's if I could just say, I know what it's like. I mean, you've been cooped up, you know, in the house all winter long. You know, it was a, a very rough winter, probably the worst that I've ever experienced. But I mean, I think you really have to look at it from the perspective of, you know. Who and what do you represent? You know, what do you stand for? Um, you know, you can wear, let me just say this, you know, tights. You can be sexy at the same time as being classy. But, you know, because I've seen it done. I mean, you can wear, it's, it's all about how you do it. Now, I'm just going to be honest here. I'm not going to say that, I'm not going to just lump a whole race together, but from my experience, and I'm out, you know, on a regular basis, I mean, I'm just going to say, I mean, it doesn't, I don't see in the white community or the Asian community, I mean, tights is, is like a universal thing now. It's becoming more popular. But it seems to me like the, the the other races are not wearing them like the, some many of these young black women are wearing. I mean, it's all, I mean, it's almost like some of these young girls, young black girls are doing it they're using it as a weapon. They're using their bodies. They're using their 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 but their you know butts, you know, to with the sole purpose of attracting men. Like they will have an outfit that's specific. You know, it doesn't just it will purposely not cover their butt. You know, and they know what their shape is like, and it's like they're doing it on purpose. Whereas other races, I'm seeing the tights. It's more so like it's a comfort thing. You know, it's like a, you see, I mean, I don't know, Courtney, am I alone in my assessment there? Sort of, and this is why, because I'm starting to see um, other races do it, and I've seen it um, look very distasteful 
um, on them because I, I just saw an Asian woman last week wearing tights, um, and it, it it looked real it looked real nasty. But then again, her shirt was not covering her behind either. So, um, but I'll agree with you to say that um, African American women, black women, I think we um, more so we want to showcase our um, shapes more than other races. It's all about um, appearance and attracting opposite sex. Yeah, and I mean it's here's what it is. It's I mean it's the it's unfortunate because on one hand it has a lot to do with attracting. I mean that's the end result. You know what I'm saying? Like you will attract the opposite sex by dressing like a slut, you know, like dressing, you know, by dressing, you know, like you are putting out, as my mom used to say, you know, back in the day. But what it is, what the root cause of it is, is something far deeper. And this is what I posted on Facebook. I don't know if you guys saw, if you're on my, uh, you follow me online, uh, definitely, and definitely please do follow me because um, there's a lot of great information there um, that we will always talk about on the show at some point or another. But there was a, a, a poster, you know, a, a video, a, a you know, a picture, an image of a young girl holding up a sign uh, that said, and she looks like she's about maybe, I don't know, teenager, 13, 14 maybe, says, I just got whooped by my dad for posting inappropriate pictures. My dad raised me better. I took, what's this? I can't even read this thing. I took slut. I, I took slut-looking pictures, and I am not one. I disrespected myself, my dad, and others. Please tell on me if you see it again by calling my dad. And the number is there. And this is, you know, this takes me back. You know what I'm saying? It takes me back, you know, to my father. It takes me back, and things I saw from, you know, with me and uh, my sister and other young women who I grew up in my family and extended family, uh, and it takes me back to stories that my mom told me about her father, my grandfather, you know, my aunt, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, we need to get back to that. And I think that we need to look at as a community, you know, just the, we just did a show on it about two weeks ago, the, you know, the, the role of parents. You know, parenting in the black community. If you missed that show, definitely uh, check out the archives of it. But there's a serious lack of that. You know what I'm saying? We can't overlook, can't look at the problems. We can't overlook that when it's staring us right in the face, the fact that 70% of these young girls out here are growing up without a father. 70%, according to the CDC, 70% of black babies are born in a single-parent household. And you know what that means. It doesn't specify, but I think we all know what the vast majority of that 70% is. This is mostly single moms. That means these men are MIA. That means that these women are having sex with men who have no intention of being with them. You know, it has, it's, and I think a lot of times people are focusing so much on, well, these men need to step up and step up and step up. It's not about the men. It's about respecting and protecting yourself so that you don't have to find yourself in an uncomfortable situation at the hands of that irresponsible man. We know that man is irresponsible for not handling his business. The question is, how do we get you to not be the one having to deal with his irresponsibility? But more importantly, how do we prevent your child from having to deal with that, you know, your lack of re- his lack of responsibility and your lack of responsibility by letting him hit it wrong? Everybody wants to just be all, you know what I'm saying, all friends and, you know, let's just all do one great, you know, big happy show where we bash men and just keep everything PC. But we're not going to do that because I see there's a real problem out here. 
These little girls are dying out here They're with AIDS and HIV and herpes and syphilis and chlamydia, you know, and, and being single moms, like, like it's the best thing in the world. It's not the best thing in the world. There's nothing glamorous, you know, Tyler Perry, about single moms. Beyonce, all all my single ladies. There's nothing glamorous glamorous about that. God certainly not from a biblical perspective. God intended families to be together. God intended marriages to last. They God intended marriages to happen in the first place, not to have some type of jump off situation that results in you getting a late period and having to go to a doctor's appointment by yourself just because he would rather play PlayStation Three. You know what I'm saying with his homies, then then see what's going on with his unborn baby. These are all things that are reality, but they're realities, but they can be avoided. And the way that we avoid it is by pictures just like this. I've seen my sister get whooped by my father. You know what I'm saying? I myself have been whipped by my father. You know, she says right here, I just got whooped by my dad for posting inappropriate pics. Well, where are the rest of the fathers whipping uh, fathers whipping my four thousand Facebook friends and the people who aren't on my Facebook who I see posting inappropriate pictures? Where are these fathers whipping these Instagram fake Instagram models? These women taking you know uh, you know duck face photos? Where are these fathers that are willing to step up and say, wait a minute, oh no, not in my house, not on my computer that I pay the the bill for? You know what I'm saying? You're not going to be disrespecting yourself. I know that's where I'm going to be, and it starts young. But the problem is these – the pro, I mean, I'm not going to go in because we did a whole show, but you guys see my point. A father can't do those things if he's not even there. So it all and, – and, and, you know, a lot of times people will – they act like – they act like the father being there is a foregoing conclusion, which is really what we're going to get into tonight. Well, let's talk about why aren't these fathers being there? You know what I'm saying? Everybody just, it's like everyone assumes, like, okay, he's just going to be there because I had sex with him and we had a baby. Well, no, I mean, just because somebody has a baby, that doesn't mean he just wants to be with you and sacrifice his whole life just for his kids by, you know, being with, I mean, yeah, that might be nice, but, I mean, who's going to do that? You have to be the type of woman that he wants to be there for. Can he trust you? Can he love you? Can he feel comfortable around you, around you, and, and feel comfortable leaving you with his homies? Loyalty. You know, Chris Brown says these girls ain't loyal. I mean, and the reality is not to be, you know, vulgar, but that's not what the song actually says. What does it actually say? I've never heard it before, believe it or not. <laughs> Bro, I'll tell yeah. you what it says. He actually says these hoes ain't loyal. Okay, he's saying these hoes. I'll play it a little bit later in the show, just so y'all can hear it if you want to. But the reality is, we have to get to a point where, you know, what I'm saying it's it's you're not being viewed as a hoe. It's not about disrespecting. It's like, okay, are you a hoe or aren't you? You know, are can you be trusted or can you? Like when I go out, my or my wife goes out with her girlfriends, I don't feel like, oh, okay, I can't trust her. Or is she going to be dressed like a hoe or you know a slut? And you know, do I have to you know, kind of wonder? No, it's not about that. But I know for, I've had this conversation with men in the barber shop. These, you know, what I'm saying like these guys out here. A lot of times they feel like they really feel like, yo, I can't trust this chick. I don't know, you know, what I'm saying I don't know what I'm getting myself into. You know, I might smash, but I'm not wiping her up because I can't trust her. These chicks ain't loyal. I mean, that's that comes from a real place. We're going to talk a little bit about Chris Brown. We're going to talk a little bit about Rihanna, about Drake. 
know, you 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 know, I don't care what happened. You don't you don't go back to the dude who he was throwing bottles at in the club. I mean, that's that's crazy. But we'll talk about that. But yeah, I just wanted to touch on that for a second. Courtney, any thoughts from a woman's standpoint? Um, all I say is that it's just very important to, you know, represent yourself in a classy manner. You know, and being in a relationship, just being loyal and respecting the relationship. Because there's a lot of women out there that are in relationships, but they're not they're not necessarily respecting it. It's more so all about them. And so I'm, I'm really excited to just to talk about this topic and get more into it. Yeah, absolutely. We got listen, guys. This is keeping it real. Fridays. We're definitely going to keep it real. You guys have thoughts, comments, questions, feedback, anything. You guys are as always welcome to call in live anytime when we're here uh, live for you six four six two zero 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 three six six. Questions, I mean situations, whatever. You know what I'm saying? You guys know how we do. Agree, disagree. It doesn't matter. Um, a couple other things going on in the news. Uh, <laughs> evidently, Candy and Todd from Loving, I mean, uh, what is it? Real Housewives are are now married. Did you hear about that? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I saw. I heard that they were married. I saw the pictures and everything. Well, why are you laughing? What's what's wrong with that? The the dress. I I but I'm gonna leave that alone because that's kind of. Oh no, I didn't. But see I, no, I don't leave. Keeping it real, dress. Friday. You can't leave it alone tonight. I mean, of all nights. <laughs> what was okay. it? I didn't see the dress. The dress. I don't know what's going on with it. It's it's just very um, tacky. It looks like the bottom of it, it, I don't know, it almost looks like fur or something. It's just, it just didn't go. But um, aside from that, I, I'll say I didn't even think that they were going to make it to the altar just because of all the stuff that was going on. And then we knew how Ty felt about her, and especially, you know, her relationship with her mother. I didn't think it was, you know, going to get this far. I'll say that. You know, this is what I'll say about that. First, I want to say congratulations to to, uh, Todd and Candy. You know, as you guys know from listening to this show, we have, you know, discussed them on a number of occasions. I'm talking about not even like this year, but I'm talking about going back to AJ. You know, I mean, you guys understand. This is we're coming up on our tenth year on the air, so I mean, we've we've all this stuff we've been been talking about. You know, uh, from the from day one, and you know, we've talked about. You know, the I think we even did a show. Specifically on Candy, like right, like that night, I believe we were on the air when we found out that uh, AJ was uh, was uh, was murdered, hit in the head with a with a bottle, and and you just you got a chance to see just the pain that she was in at that time, and even you know in the months after, and uh, you know we talked about it. You know I've said you know she's going, she has to deal with that pain, and you know I'm not here to you know, wish them, you know, bad or, you know, hate on. It's not about that. This is about helping you guys because, you know, look at some of your situations. There are a lot of people out there who are dealing with the death of a loved one, who are dealing with the death of a, a parent, you know, and uh, or even just a breakup. And, you know, if you've listened to our all-time classic special on the definition of emotional unavailability, classic three-hour show, you know that emotional unavailability comes in all forms, you know, whether it's just not getting along with your mom, and you know what I'm saying, or having a best friend that you're feuding with. I mean, these are all things that will bring about, you know, and render you emotionally unavailable and then unfortunately cause you to attract the liars, the dogs, the cheaters, and the players. 
I mean, you know, am I a fan of Todd? You know, absolutely not. I mean, is this an elite man? I mean, I don't think we need to dignify that with a response. So I think we all know or, sh- you know, should know by now, you know, just based on the track record of this show and, you know, that and just what the word says about, you know, what relationships will be successful and which ones won't, you know, it, you know that I think so we all know where this is headed. I hate to say it. I'm, you know, you've heard me say it in the past, but th- you can't. It's like I always say, it's like that, you know, the movie Final Destination. You know, you can't cheat death. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't cheat emotional unavailability. It will catch up with you, you know, at some point, you know, whether it's, you know, Halle Berry, you know, whether it's, I mean, we talk, you know, Courtney, how long have we been talking about just using her as an example? You know, I'm talking about going back to David Justice. You guys have been hearing us talk about her. So when, when when the headline pops up, you know, Halle Berry is now single and, you know, separated from her, you know, fiancé or husband, whatever the heck. He, I mean, that's not surprising to me. We've, I mean, when Kim, when the headlines reach out, you know, oh, Kim, uh, Kim Kardashian and Kanye West have, you know, that, you know, in a couple of years from now, that won't be surprising to me. You know, you can't, and you, it's not about them, but it's about you too. This is about using some of these examples. Lisa Ray even, I mean, we talked about her, you know, I, when she was married, we, you know, before she was married, we talked about her being single. Before now, she's you know single again. So these are all real life stories that we are able to use as examples of what not to do, how not to conduct yourself, you know, to avoid having similar results, um, you know, as them. But all that being said, you know, I wish them the best. You know, I you know I just like all of you guys, I wish everybody the best. I mean, we are here on this earth, you know, specifically for love. So I'm not going to wish anyone to not have love, but at the same time, I'm also not going to ignore certain things when I see specific examples that could be used to help other people, you know, not make those those same mistakes. And, and you know, and, and shout out to, you know, all the people who have who have written in and you know listen and you know on a regular basis and have expressed, you know, uh, gratitude for you know what we do and what we've been doing and. You know what that what what that has meant for you in in your life and your you know search for love and we 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 appreciate it all. Uh, but yeah, definitely. A um, couple of things I was going to say about that. We know we, you know you guys have seen this season just a lot of the reasons for their um, you know for their them clashing. It's good to see that they finally got married. One of the things I found interesting on the last episode was the fact that she revealed. Actually, no, uh, her mom revealed. That Candy never had that relationship with her father. You know what I'm saying? How many you guys listen to this show? You know how much we talk about the importance of these fathers, and not just the importance, but what the consequence of not having those fathers, you know, will be. You know what I'm saying? That's and and that's actually I was going to read it. Got a little sidetracked, but I read the, you know, the the letter from the young woman. But if you look at Candy and, and her, you know, almost obsession with sex and, you know, bedroom candy and all this other craziness, one of the things that I said is that we need more fathers to discipline their daughters when they show early signs of whorish behavior. When young girls have the love and the attention needed from their fathers, they won't have to resort to posting freaky pictures on social media to have their ego stroked. Because really that's what it is. 
That, it's all about getting your ego. These women don't really want these men, you know, or I should say they don't want their sex with these men. They're not trying to attract these men and entice these men, but all they really want is attention from these men. Not even these men. They want attention from their fathers, but their father is unfortunately deceased. If their father is in jail, if their father is somewhere laid up, not given, you know what I'm saying, a crap about them. Well, I'll tell you, case in point, my my uh, my daughter, we're sitting up there watching TV. You know, we had her playing, you know, my daughter playing somewhere in a corner. She was doing something, having a good time, and we're watching something on TV. And she literally gets up, stands in front of the TV, and says, Hey, everybody, I'm going to sing a song. I'm like, okay. So we put the TV on pause, you know, and she started, I said, all right, what, what song are you going to sing? She's like, uh... She's like, uh, A, B, C. So she's like, A, B, C, D, E, G. So she sings the whole, so we clap, like, yay, oh, my gosh. Like, it was the best song in the world, but she literally just, like, did a presentation for us right then and there because she wanted that attention. You understand that? And and I'm telling you, y'all, y'all, I have no idea. I'm able to share this these stories with y'all because I'm telling you, this is how it starts. If I was the type of guy who was never there, if I was the type of guy who just would be like, oh, can you stop that? And um, can't you see we're watching TV and never let her? That, that attention that she's seeking at two and a half years old would translate into her seeking that same exact attention, you know, from men. It wouldn't be, though, singing ABCs. It would be, okay, let me go put on some tights. It would be, let me go put some, make the duck face. Let me unbutton this shirt on my blouse. So I can get the same attention. Hey guys, look at me. I've got a fat butt. Hey guys, look at me. I got a cute face. Hey guys, you I mean Courtney? You see it right before your eyes. Yeah, I used to be one of those women. So yeah, <laughs> I, I can relate to that, and I and I currently see that on Facebook, just needing that attention, and it all goes back to not getting that as a child. Because if, if I had received that as a child. I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't have been searching for attention um, from men and posting all those pictures and all that stuff. Right. And, Courtney, let me tell you something. Let me just tell you something. I respect what you're doing because, I, I mean, I know you do it in the Each Woman group. If you guys aren't in, you know, the, my, my, it's my nonprofit organization, guys. You guys don't talk about it enough or even, you know, a lot. But, you know, a few several years ago I found an organization uh, which is emotionally available with a changed heart. And it specifically was, was formed with the intention of being an international support system for women who are striving for love, who are striving uh, towards emotional availability. You know, they are working uh, on themselves. They are self-reflecting on their present lives, their past situations and circumstances and, and, and diligently, you know, working to just become better. And, and they are using the women in the group uh, to form that sisterhood, to form that bond. You know, most of the women in there have been lied to, dog, cheated on, you know, promiscuous, you know, what all types of things. Uh, and it's an all-women's group. It's specifically for women around the world to lean on and be like, wow, you know, this is something I can relate to. And one of the things that Courtney does in there. Is she does what do you call it, Courtney? What is it? Uh, Transformation Tuesdays or something? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. a really good thing that I see, and I I really respect that because what she does and what many women do is I but I, I see Courtney doing it a lot is is she takes her past hoish pictures, her past slutty pictures, 
her pictures where she was blowing the duck face, you know, uh, dressing like a freak with the sole purpose of attention, uh, attracting the attention of men. And she's using that to show and be an example of where she was compared to where she is to inspire and encourage women who may feel the need to do those same types of things now to say, hey, look, you don't have to be like this. You, This is where I was. You know, versus where I am now, living for Jesus Christ, you know, uh, respecting myself, being classy, being in the word, uh, as opposed to in the world. And uh, it's I know for a fact many women in my private counseling uh, practices have or practice have uh, expressed like, wow, you know what, I, I really appreciate Courtney's realness, her honesty, her forthcomingness about what she used to do, the stories you guys tell on the show, they're not falling on deaf ears, and, you know, I, I, you know, I hear it, and, you know, I just really respect that. So I just want to say to you, Courtney, you know, thank you for doing that. You know, uh, Courtney is a real woman, you know what I'm saying? She She's a real friend as opposed to a fake friend, and but more importantly, she's a sister to to many women who don't even know, you know what I'm saying? Who and she, I'm saying that she may not even know that she's a sister too. Any thoughts on that, Courtney? I'm blushing, man. Thank you, <laughs> thanks so much. I I I'm happy that um and thankful that God is using me to help you guys because you know I I don't like to hide stuff and and make it seem like oh I'm just perfect or I've always been this way. No, I have not. And I and and also I share, you know, my past in the each woman group and also with friends group too. You know, so you know, everyone can see, you know, how I used to be. And it's good to look at those pictures and just laugh. It's like, wow, like that's where I used to be and so yeah, you know, you're not alone, ladies. Like we've all been there at one point. But the good part is you can grow and learn from it. So thank you. Absolutely, definitely. Um, you know, and, and you know, you guys uh, out there too. You know, understand. There's never. It's never too late. You know what I'm saying? Like I think a lot of times people, well, the enemy will will have people thinking that. You know, I've even had women reach out to me like, "Hey, they done." You know, I listen to your show, and you know, you can be kind of rough. And I just was wondering, like, you know, I hear what you say about women. You know, who who have been with twenty, you know, twenty partners and. You know, I've heard what the other men have said about that. You know, is it possible for me, you know, to have love? And, you know, is it possible for me to live the life, type of life that I want to live, you know, considering the fact that I've lived that type of past? And I say absolutely it's possible. That's like saying, you know, can God do anything or are there things that God can't do? And so, you know, you just got to look at it from that perspective and say, wow, you know what? You know, God can do anything. He can transform me the way he's transformed Courtney and, and you know, Tons of other women, you know, uh, so I know women who are now married who were the biggest hoes on campus. You know what I'm saying? It's not about, let me just say this, it's not about where you were. It's about where you are. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing wrong with changing. I used to be a hoe back in the day. I used to be a pimp. I used to be a dog, a player, you know, a womanizer, you know. So you see what I'm saying? So it doesn't matter where you were. It just matters you know, how God can change you. A lot of times people lose touch with where they were, you know what I'm saying? They, they feel like they're better than others as a result of, you know, where they feel like they are now. But I always tell people, you know, never lose sight of, you know, where you came from because uh, there's always somebody else who's trying to get to where you are and even even beyond. So, but definitely, yeah, shout out to, shout out to you, Courtney. 
we, we spend a lot of time talking about, you know, the ladies because that is our, our, our passion here. That is what we're, you know, what, what I am, you know, called to do, you know, is, is really hopefully elevate these young women young women and helping them, you know, be found by that man that God has for them. But I also, I do a lot of mentoring of young boys, you know what I'm saying, young men. Um, used to do a, a lot more back in the day, but want to get more back, you know, back into it. But I still try to, you know, just touch as many young guys as I can. Um, and one of the things I posted on Facebook was, I said that back in the day, you know, young men grew up watching cartoons like Thundercats and Transformers, you know, now you got these young kids out here watching SpongeBob and, you know, Caillou, and uh, I don't even know these cartoons, man. He's, you know, it's like cartoons aren't even cartoons. I said, there's no wonder that these kids out here are growing up sweet, homosexual, feminine. A lot of people think, oh no, he's just feminine. No, he's not just feminine. Femininity is is a spirit. You know what I'm saying? You know, homosexuality is a spirit. And we need to, just because society is accepting of it, does not mean that we as believers should be accepting of it. Because that would be the world. The Bible says when you're loved by the world, you all know. You know what I'm saying? That's not, we're not, God is not pleased with that. God is not in us if we are in the world. So, uh, and I'm paraphrasing, obviously, but I think we, you guys get the point. You know, we have to take a stand against the world, regardless what Obama says, regardless what the, the, the entertainment industry says, regardless what your Facebook friends say. A lot of these women out here claiming to be Christians are openly accepting of, you know, uh, you know gay, oh, I got a gay best friend and this and that. It's like, okay, I want, you know, but what does the word say about it? Now, I'm not saying that you should be judgmental. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that, but I'm saying don't be accepting either. Nothing in the Word says that we have to be accepting of sin. In fact, it says we should uh, judge righteously and that we should expose sin. First of all, it says we should have nothing to do with sin and that we should we should expose it. That means talk about it. Doesn't mean judge it, but it means expose it and discuss it and and you know and always do it from a prayerful perspective. You know, if there's something that you feel led to do, but you're not sure how people will respond to it, that means you need to do it. To two, I get, you know, uh, a thought will come in my mind, and the word, or the enemy will say, "Well, you know, maybe you shouldn't say that, or maybe you shouldn't do that, or maybe that does, you know, you shouldn't do a show on that, you know, because that will be, you know, controversial. People will attack you, and and they're right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But guess what? You know, you guys know me. I don't care about attacks. People will leave the group. You'll offend people. I said, okay, that's cool. Okay, we'll have three hundred and ninety-nine, uh, thirty-nine ninety-nine instead of you know four thousand. Like, whoop de do. You know, Courtney and I were just talking about the other day. I mean, you know, it's not about numbers. It's not about popularity. It's all about because you know all that is is not going to matter on Judgment Day. You know, all that is not going to matter. The only person you're going to need a thumb up from is Jesus Christ. It's either thumb up or thumb down, you know, literally, heaven or hell. That's the only thing that's going to matter. You're going to need one friend on, on, on Judgment Day, not 4,000, not 2,000, not five girlfriends you grew up with, not your homies, not your frat brothers. I mean, who, whoever it is doesn't matter now. That's why I could really care less about anything in regard, as long as it's pleasing to God. So, and what do you th- what do you think about that, Corey? I know we, you and I have talked in the past about, 
you know, be you know, allow certain people, you know, uh influencing certain decisions that you've made and thought about making. Yeah, because I think I used to really um so I felt like I was walking on eggshells and I was afraid to express myself because it was all about, well, you know, what is this person going to think if I say this? Because I know they feel this way about this topic, so I'm not going to, you know, discuss how I truly feel. I'll say what I, you know, what I know that, um, you know, that will fit in with the conversation. And so, I mean, yeah, I can definitely uh, relate to that. But at the end of the day, like you said, it doesn't matter what those people think. And I've been attacked, <laughs> you know, for um, expressing my opinion. And so it goes beyond making friends and all this stuff. Because I think a lot of people, they want to be a part of the group and they want to make friends and all of that stuff. And they put people on a pedestal instead of putting God there. Yeah, I mean, and I think that that's the, that's the, the key, you know, and I posted about that I think last week or the week before about you know putting people on a pedestal because it's just it, it elevates them to a level that you know they don't need to be at and should only be reserved you know for God. You know what I'm saying? And so just just think about that. Like if you feel uncomfortable about something, that most likely means you should be doing it. You know, like when people attack you, that means that you're doing something right. You know what I mean? Like that. I mean that's what it means. The world will tell you the opposite. But don't, that's a lie. That's a lie. If you know, if you're doing something, you're speaking out against sin and people attack you. I mean, I've been attacked in ways you guys won't even believe or couldn't even believe, you know, by some people who are close to me, you know what I'm saying, over the years. And so, I mean, it's, that's, it gets real. And not just me, and Osho, uh, one of my buddies, you know, one of my best friends from, you know, I've known him for years, he'll be here on Monday and he'll tell you the same thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, he will tell you, like, wow, you know, yeah, I've been attacked. And this is someone who who was living that life, you know, long before I was living a life of, for Christ. You know, he was out, you know, evangelizing in the streets when I was in the streets. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, that's how far we go back. You know, like, when I was on my way to the club, he was on his way outside the club passing out tracks and preaching and, you know, and teaching. Isn't that crazy, Courtney? Yeah, but in a good way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So he'll be here. You know what I'm saying? So he'll be here on uh, on Monday. But yeah, it's uh, it it definitely is is deep. And we're gonna do a show that really, you know, uplifts and educates and informs, you know, a lot of people. Uh, I was I was thinking about something uh, before uh, last week or so, about a week or so ago, and I posted, uh, ladies. I said, ladies, having a friend with benefits. You know, I want to talk a little bit tonight about you know as we get into loyalty. And, you know, just as far as friends with benefits goes, (laughs) ladies, here's the thing about that. One of the things I said on Facebook was that having a friend with benefits, because today's Friday. See, see, I was that guy who who had a friend with benefits or many friends with benefits. But one of the things you got to realize, ladies, is that having a friend with benefits is not worth getting an STD. It's not worth having an unwanted baby, you know, or or worse. I said that what the word says is that the wages of sin are death. You know, <laughs> the wages of sin are death. And one of the things that people need to realize is that, you know, that can mean many different things. That can mean physical death. It can mean the death of your dreams, your hopes, your desires, 
you know, uh, un, uncurable illnesses. I mean, it could just mean so many different things, but they all add up to death in one, you know, one way or another. And so, you know, but that's that from a biblical standpoint. A lot of times when we deal with friends with benefit situations, I know a lot of women are not really putting themselves into the minds of a man, you know, or the mind of a man. And a lot, I think a lot of times what happens is they have one idea in their head, one image in their head as to what what's going on. Okay, this is what we're doing. We have an arrangement. We have an agreement. We're going to be friends with benefits. You know, we are going to have sex. We are going. I don't know if you guys read uh, Addicted. You know, by uh, Zane back. That was one of the, the books I, I first books I read. You know, back in the day um, of that of that genre. And um, it was. You ever read that book, Courtney? Addicted. Yeah, I owned it at one point. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, a very well-written book, very uh real book about how women are viewing casual sexual relationships. Um and if you guys missed my interview with Zane, uh where where we discussed that, you know, that that book and many other topics, definitely Google just, you know, Zane on the Dayton Tolbert show. She doesn't do a lot of interviews. Uh, but I was fortunate to have her as a guest a few years ago, and uh, you know, interesting interview. Um, but yeah, check it out if you missed it. But one of the things that um, you know she does a good job of in that book and many other books is, is is speak or you know write from the perspective of a woman about you know when they're going through these sexual escapades, if you will, you know. Uh, having these friends with benefits situation. But one of the things that she doesn't do is is and most women don't do, um, is and really nobody really does it accurately, um, unfortunately, is is tell how men are viewing the women who put themselves into these casual sexual situations. And I'm not talking about the arrangement. I'm not talking about what he says or how he even acts like he views you. I'm talking about how he actually views you. I'm talking about what he's actually thinking in his mind after he ejaculates inside of you or your mouth or over your face or on your blouse, a.k.a., you know what I'm saying, uh, I just say I.E., Beyonce, right? You know, I was telling my mom, I was talking to my mom the other day. I was like, yo, yo, mom, just uh, out of curiosity, do you hear that new uh, new Beyonce song where she's, you know, she's talking about, you know, a man ejaculating all over her. She's like, what? What are you talking about? I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, what, mom? No, that's... She's like, what? No, she did I'm like, no, she did. There's a new song. It's, I think it's called Partition. And she's talking about uh, a man ejaculating on her face. You know what I mean? She's talking about being on her knees. And she don't want the driver seeing her on her knees. I'm like, yeah. Oh, like, yeah, check it out. Google the lyrics. She's like, wow, I can't believe that. I said, yeah, it's crazy out here. and uh, But, yeah, just how crazy that is is that, um, you know, women are feeding into that. They're thinking that it's okay to embrace their sexuality, to embrace their wild sides. But no one is saying, wow, you know what, you're being viewed as a hoe. And one of the things I'll just say about that, we if you Google a show, I know it was a Keeping the Real Fridays from at least five years ago, but one of the realest shows you'll ever hear in your life. If you Google, get your pens out, if you Google the rules or something to that nature, but type in the rules of friends with benefits. 
Just type in Friends with Benefits on the Data on Tolbert show, and I can almost guarantee you that show will come up where we did a class, Gerald and I did a classic Keeping It Real Fridays where we talked about, you know, how, you know, the rules of being a friend with benefits, a jump off, how you're being viewed, what you should do, what you shouldn't do. I mean, we all know you shouldn't do it at all, but I'm saying if you choose to do it, you know, what you're getting yourselves into. And uh, it was a real, it was a very real show, but it's just important to understand, ladies, that you, there is no possible way a man will respect you if you decide if you have sex with him outside of a commitment. No possible way. There's no possible scenario where you'll be respected. A lot of times, women will think, "Well, well, we used to be friends with benefits back in the day. We used to, you know, do this and that, but now we're." You know, we're dealing with each other again. Can it be something else? And I'm like, no, it can't. The way he viewed you then is the same way he's going to view you now. There's no, there's and a lot of women will, you know, will, will hope for, you know, hope for the best or different things like that. But it's just important to understand that how you start is going to be how you finish. And more importantly, God is not the author of confusion or doubt or inconsistency. Or anything of the, of that sort. So if you find yourself dealing with a guy where you're confused, like, oh, man, you know, should I do this? Well, that that's basically a no. Is, is that anything you can relate to, Courtney? Yes, it is. I can relate to um, the friends with benefits types of situations, uh, the confusion, and then just wanting it to be more than what it was and just making excuses as to why he didn't want to commit with me. It's just saying, oh, well, he's not ready and all of that stuff. And like you were saying, just going back to just the consequences, you know, unfortunately mine um, ended, you know, with an STD. And so, I mean, that's when it started to hit, okay, this, he just doesn't care and he's not taking me seriously. And so the key is to not even let it get to that point, you know, where you have to experience that to realize it for what it is. Yeah, and that, you know, that is kind of what it is. And so as we talk about loyalty, I think one of the things that most men, I'm not going to say fear, I'm not going to say it because it's not about fear, but it's about do we choose to, you know, deal with that or not. When it comes to trust, any man is gonna has asked this question. In today's society, you know, I'll be honest with you, it's, there's a very small percentage of men who have ever had to wait more than two weeks for sex. Okay, a very small percentage of men. And so that what that means is that's one of the reasons why Steve Harvey's net worth is about $53 million right now is because of so many women or him capitalizing on so many women coming to the realization like, wow, I need to stop being a hoe. I need to stop giving up on the first night. I'm not going to stop having sex because that would be too much like the Bible, but I'm going to just stop having sex so soon. And so... You know that's where where that comes from, but what happens is a lot of women are 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 not really understanding, you know, the consequences of giving it up on that first night or even giving it up at all for that matter. Because once you do that, you have to understand what goes through our mind is these hoes ain't loyal. Just like the Chris Brown's you know song, you know, dang, she she let me smash after two weeks. Well, dang, I mean, you know. Who else did she give it up to after two weeks? Who else did she let smash from the first night? If you guys missed my special on Love Jones, one of the best and realest shows I've ever done is our special on Love Jones where we did an in-depth analyzation 
of Lorenz Tate, his character, an in-depth analyzation of Nia Long's character, you know, their relationship, how it started, how it ended up, you know, finishing out, how he would, what really would have happened, you know, in that moment, you know, in the weeks that, you know, after that. And it's, you know, trust me, ladies, you know, don't expect to find Lorenz Tate, you know, down in the kitchen frying some eggs Saturday morning after you let him smash tonight. <laughs> that's, that's probably not going to happen. You know, trust me, I've been at the reggae club on Friday night take, taking somebody back to the crib, you know, smash. But I don't know how to fry any eggs, <laughs> You know what I'm saying I wasn't I wasn't walking around with no shirt on in the kitchen when she woke up thinking oh dang not again but then was surprised to find him down no it was actually no not again that's yeah again that's what happened I'm you know what I'm saying I'm going see ya I'm in the car you know just like Chris Brown was it Chris Brown and and uh and think like a man was it what think like yeah think like a man. So uh, that's really how it happens. A lot of times women don't want to believe that. That's one of the reasons why, you know, women idolize people like Olivia Pope and Beyonce is because they give them hope for their hoish actions. Beyonce sings about being a hoe, but then they can always fall back to say, oh, but she's married, right? You know what I'm saying? So it's it's okay. That validates my hoish behavior because she's married. You know, she gets, you know, smashed off in the backseat of a car. She sings about putting on her freaking dress and having a one-night stand. She does X, Y, and Z and has been for the last 10 years, but it all worked out for her. You see what I'm saying? She dresses like a freak. She does all this type of freaky stuff or sang about it, you know, acts it out in her songs and her videos, but it worked out for her. She's married to Jay-Z. Olivia Pope, you know, she, she has sex with two different white men. Right, but I mean, I don't, you know, Fitz loves her, so that makes it okay. But get, that's the thing; it's not, it's not okay. I'm saying this is, these are it's all different forms of, you know, hoish behavior. Speaking about that, uh, that whole Beyonce, I was posting online. See, this this is what happens, guys. You guys know this by now, but this is what happens when we go a week without being live. This is, you know what I'm saying, we talk about so much stuff. There's so much to talk about. The realness is unprecedented, you know. But one of the things that I was, um, you know, reflecting on on uh, online last week was I said that it's always entertaining to see black women criticizing Nicki Minaj for her raunchy lyrics, but... You know, you have Beyonce singing about sex and, you know, all types of stuff carrying on, men, you know, busting all over her face and, you know, but they'll have that song on repeat. That is the, I don't know where y'all are from. I'm in Philly, but we have two major urban networks, uh, 107.9 and Power 99. Now, I'll be honest with you. I don't listen to a lot of that stuff. I listen to my iPod, you know, a lot of gospel stuff different things, you know, old school R&B. But every time I turn on my radio, that song is on. And I, I don't ask yourself, you guys know, you're all over the country. You know where you are. Whatever your hip-hop station is, you know when you turn that song on, that partition song is on. Courtney, am I, am I lying? No, it's it's always on, either that or um, Drunk in Love. 
Right. Or that new song. You know, whatever. The, it's just Beyonce. It's like every single minute of every single day is Beyonce. And what that is, I'll be honest with you. I've been, I've been, you know, I'm 36 years old. I've grown up listening to the radio. I'm not sure that I've ever heard, you know, two songs in heavier rotation in in urban radio in my life. And I'm in radio. You know what I'm saying? Like this is what I do. I'm not sure I've ever heard a song played more frequently than that song. And if you look at it, I mean, it's just a song about sex. not But just not any sex. Just the worst possible sex. The most hoish type of sex. You understand? See, what happens is a lot of times women are, and I, I know this. Like, I know this has happened. I know women who have actually done this. I know men who have done this. Let me just tell you all something. You guys have to understand there's an effect. Like one, I saw a little girl. I was in a uh, corner store. Had to go get my dog some some dog food. So I had to ride down to the, I mean, walk down to the corner store, grab some dog food. And so I go in there. It just happened to be, you know, around three, four o'clock where all the kids are, you know, uh, you know, coming home from school. So I go in there, and I hear these. I hear little girls singing. He Monica Lewinsky doll on my gown. I said, what? This is a little girl. This was like, she might have been seven years old, eight years old, singing about he Monica Lewinsky all on my gown. You know, driver, roll up the partition, please. I don't want you seeing, uh, what she say, Tamika on her knees or some, you know, whatever her ghetto name was. No offense to any Tamikas out there. I apologize for you know what I'm saying? But I'm saying, I'm just being real with y'all. Like, that's that's what she, I'm not making, I'm saying that's what, you know, but that's not the first time and it won't be the last time. You guys know it and I know it. These little girls are embracing that. These Michelle Obama, you know, wannabes, this is all part of the plan. You take what's supposed to be classy, you mix it with what's hoish, you know what I'm saying, and then you 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 combine it, and then it confuses the the masses. So it's easier to infiltrate. You know what I'm saying, the black community, and and, and really one of the next live shows you guys are going to hear is our special on modern modern day slavery. This is the new form of modern day slavery. We you know you 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 take away the education, and you replace it with ignorance. You know. Hoish lyrics, promiscuity, drugs, you know, and that's how you enslave an entire race. That's how you separate the races. You know, back in the day, they could physically separate us. You take the black man out the house physically by force. That's what they did back in the day. Now they're creating environments where the black man will just organically end up in jail or creating an environment where the men won't even want to deal with the women because of the hoish nature that they've uh, that's been instilled in them at such a young age. I mean, no, but of course, no one's going to talk about that. But you know, that's that's the real reason why seventy percent of black men, you know, are are, are, uh, are you know not just not around, you know, causing these babies to grow up in the, in single parent homes. But one of the things that a lot of times people say, well, how do you feel about Nicki Minaj? What about Nicki Minaj? I say, what about her? I say, her name is Nicki Minaj. You know what I'm saying? She tells you straight up she's a freak. 
she doesn't present herself to be a role model. She'll tell you straight up, I want to, you know, let me sign your boobs. You know, like she's a lesbian. She's bisexual. She's a freak. She's, you know, a hoe. Like she has no problem telling you that. But then again, you don't see Barack Obama embracing Nicki Minaj, parading her around like she's some type of role model, calling her the best possible role model for his daughters. You don't see that. But you do see that with Beyonce when her lyrics, to be honest with you, are worse than Nicki Minaj's. That's what people don't realize. Beyonce's lyrics historically have been much worse than Nicki Minaj's, to be honest with you, sexually. I mean, am I lying? Have you have you noticed that? Yeah, I have. I've noticed that. Just very, um, very sexual. I was just thinking about the last video that I saw of her, the um, partition one. That was ridiculous. The lyrics on top of just how she was dressed, it was crazy. And it's worse than I've seen of um, Nikki. Right. But so and I'm just saying if you're going to criticize, at least be consistent. You know, like criticize Nikki, you know, and and everyone else, not just Beyonce, not just Nikki, but just, you know, take a stand for, you know, against hoish behavior. See, we've, we have regressed. I mean, back in the day, and I, I told you guys this story before, you know, black women would actually protest when they were being disrespected or when men were objectifying women. Those days are over. I mean, y'all know that, right? Like, back in the day, I'm, I grew up during this time. Like, if some if someone came out with a song that, that objectified or, or sexualized, over-sexualized black women, you know, somebody would take a stand, you know, and and there would be there would be an issue with it because there was an issue with – you know, black women, they didn't like that. They didn't like the way the media was portraying black women. They, they, that was part of the conversation. You know, now it's a different conversation. You know, now we have the media, the white man, sticking up for young black girls. Bill O'Reilly, you know, we did a whole show on Bill O'Reilly criticizing Beyonce and how the black community defended Beyonce and criticize Bill O'Reilly when he's like, yo, why would you do that when you know these little girls look up to you? So, I mean, times have definitely changed, and Dr. King would roll over in his grave. Let's stop these comparisons with Barack Obama and Martin Luther King. I mean, stop it. I told you guys this before. I'll tell you again. He, he is Barack Obama and Martin Luther King would not be friends. Martin Luther King fought the system, Barack Obama is the system, that Martin Luther King was striving to eradicate. You know what I'm saying? He would not have supported homosexuality, sin, you know, Beyonce, calling her a role model, Obamacare, something that's really being used to further enslave, you know, the people, but being marketed as, you know, something that's, you know, helping us. You know, so, you know, just just think about all this stuff, guys. You know, these are not things that people, I mean, when you really research, you know, what Malcolm X stood for, when you research what, you know, Dr. King stood for, it it was everything but what we see going on in, in, in today's society. People act like they're trying to honor him. How are you honoring him but you support what you support? None of this stuff would be supported by Dr. King. But, you know. It is what it is. Um, so what else can we talk about? Can we talk a little bit, and these are all, half these topics could actually be whole shows, but I feel like I just want to get it all out because we have so much to talk about in the next, uh, we got some catching up to do. One of the things I want to do is talk about titles. Can we talk about titles tonight, Courtney? Yeah. 
Go ahead. We're here this evening to talk about loyalty, you know, and that is one of the things that goes along with that. You know, one of the things that happens when we feel like, and I want to play y'all something, actually. I wasn't going to do this, but I think I want to do this today. I'm going to play y'all a song. But I want to talk about titles, you know, as far as what it takes to be, you know, our woman, to get the title of girlfriend as opposed to, oh, yeah, this is my friend Courtney. You know, oh yeah, no, oh hey, what's going on, homie? I'm chilling. Yeah, no, this this yeah, this is uh this is Courtney right here. Like you just looking. Like you ever ever happened to you, Courtney? Like you, this is Courtney, not this is my girlfriend Courtney, not you know, it's my woman, my lady. This, oh, this is just Courtney. Yeah, it it was usually this is my friend or most of the time people already knew what was going on half the time, so it really was this is just Courtney. I uh, think about it. But yeah. Right. You know, how did that make you feel? I didn't like it, but I didn't uh, voice my opinion on it because I just thought that, you know, the guy just needed more time, and then soon enough I would be um, the girlfriend. So I felt like if if I rocked the boat, then that would um, slim the chances of him making me his girlfriend when it was already a wrap (laughs) a long time ago. That's interesting. Right. And that's the thing you got to realize is that it was never going to be anything, you know, more than that anyway. You know, and and if it was, then it would have been. You see, so it's one of those things where, if it's not happening, you always have to look at why is it not happening, and why am I allowing it to not happen? You know, that's 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 the ultimate uh, problem there. Uh, but but titles though, um, titles are something that come naturally. Okay? Let me give you guys an example. One of the things I said that uh where is it at? I said that on Facebook I said and a lot of this all this advice that you guys hear, this will all be in the new book coming out this summer. How to win the heart of an elite man in three hundred and sixty five days or less. A true man of God. The best possible how to win his heart. What is you know what I'm saying? Three hundred and sixty five post inspirational messages all Backed up from a biblical perspective This psycho chick told me today That what I do, what I say Isn't being led by the Holy Spirit You know what I'm saying? I said, that's crazy You know what I'm saying? I took offense to that Because everything I do Is being led by the Holy Spirit And it, and is inspired by this, this show right now You know what I'm saying? Is specifically to inspire And hopefully, you know Cause people to look at things From a different perspective You know what I'm saying? So but yeah, one of, as far as titles go, a lot of times that you know women want that title, but they don't understand why they're not getting it. This is what I said on, here online. I said when a man claims that he doesn't believe in titles, I said that's just a fancy way of telling you that he wants to keep having sex with other women and has no intention of building a future with you. That's something you can relate to, Courtney. Yeah, I've been told that the I don't believe in titles, and it makes perfect sense. So, yeah. Let me tell y'all something. All men are looking. Not, I mean, to say that men believe in titles is just an understatement. All men not just believe in them, but they're looking for a woman. You know what I'm saying? Who they can give that title to? That's the goal. 
every man I've ever met. Let's, I mean, I run into people all the time. Like, I haven't seen them. I'm like, yo, what's up, man? What you been up to? Like, I'm chilling. Oh, how the ladies treating you, man? What's going on? You got wifey yet? Oh, man, no, I'm trying to be where you at. I'm, trying, I'm still trying to find a woman. Like, oh, yeah, I feel you, man. It's tough out here. I'm like, yeah, so what's up? I mean, who's, you know, who's on the radar? And then, you know, so we'll go into, you know, what's going on and the real reasons that, you know, he's actually still single as opposed to the Steve Harvey reason why men aren't wifing women up like they used to. You know, I'm talking about, like, the real conversations that, you know, that men talk about. We'll have one of those conversations, and then I'll come back, you know, on the show and try to tell women, like, yo, you know, this is what's actually being said from some of the most eligible bachelors you know, in the world, but, you know, women, you know, I mean, well, you know, you guys know, but I'm saying outside of the show, outside of the people who listen on a regular basis, some people just choose to debate and, you know, don't don't take heed to the advice, but that's what it is. All men, a lot of women, I told that to someone uh, today during a counseling session, I said, you know all men are looking for, for wives, right? She was like, wow, I mean, no, nah, I, did, I didn't know that. I, mean, that's, I thought that men were actually okay uh, with with just not having a title. And it's really like what Courtney said. It's it's more so about them wanting to continue, you know, and have you know what's going on, continue what's going on, but continue having the flexibility to be able to interact with other women without all the hassle of having to to actually, you know, cheat on their girlfriend, um, you know, which is unfortunate. Uh, but that's what it is. So I guess all that to say that, you know, if you encounter someone who is claiming they don't believe in titles that's because they want to just continue having sex with you as well as whoever he's that person who you already suspect him having sex with he you know i hate to be the bearer of bad news but he's having sex with her it's not just a rumor it's not just a suspicion it's not just a feeling in your stomach you know it's you know when he told you he fell asleep on his mom's couch he didn't fall asleep on his mom's couch He's not going out with the homies tonight. He's actually having sex with someone else while you're listening to me talk on this show tonight. I mean, that's uh, an unfortunate reality for many right now. But the good news is that now you know what it is, and you can either listen to the Holy Spirit right now telling you, like, wow, I need to walk away. I need to just delete his number out the phone. I need to, when he calls me at 4 o'clock in the morning talking about some, am I still awake, wanting to have sex with girlfriend number three, not two, but three in many cases because you're not factoring in the woman he smashed around this afternoon after he got off work around 2, 3 o'clock. And then, you know what I'm saying, that, that woman, and then coming to see you on a late night tip, you know, I mean, that's, I mean, that's what it is. Men hit guys up. I've been hit up 5 in the morning like, yo, what's good? Where you at? Like, yo, sleep. Like, act, but that's the thing. I wasn't really asleep. I was just finishing a mission of my own back in the day. That's what happens. Ladies, don't be the recipient of these, you know what I'm saying, the end result of these missions. You know? And if you're going to, at least be number one. I'm just saying, ladies. I'm, is that wrong, Courtney? Is that wrong to say? No. I mean, it, it is, you know. It's, that was not from a, there's nothing in the Bible that says that. But <laughs> I'm just being honest. I mean, I'm just, look. If you, it's kind of like, fellas, <laughs> and I'm getting in trouble. I know the psychos, you know. But if you're going to run a train on somebody, at least go first. You know what I mean? It's disgusting. It shouldn't happen at all. But you know what I'm saying, ladies. That, But it's real. These men are having sex with multiple women, and you know, per night. 
So that's what I'm saying. If a man hits you up at four in the morning, three in the morning, talking about some, you know, you're still up. He's already smashed somebody earlier in the day. So don't, you know, don't, uh, you know, if he says, hey, look, is it okay for me to come by with my homie? Or, you know, don't, or if he, or I should, because that never happens. If he shows up with his homie at four in the morning, like, oh, no, I don't have, you know, I just didn't have, you know, a ride, so. I didn't drive tonight, so my home. I went, but I wanted to see you, so I got my homie to drop me off over, and he just happened to. You, know, you mind if he comes in and uses your bathroom real quick? Now he doesn't have to go to the bathroom, and you know if you don't know what comes next, you know go back and listen to our archive special on how to know when a man is trying to run a, a train on you. And I know we haven't been live for a week, but some of y'all didn't even know because y'all know the episodes that we've been rebroadcasting you know, are some of the best in history, you know, over the last week. Like, I know that was one of the ones we rebroadcasted. So just, just um, you know, do what you need to do so that you don't become, you know, a target and ultimately a victim. Speaking of titles, but can I play you all something real quick? I want to play a song. I want to play a song. I got it here on the YouTube, you know what I'm saying? So I'm just going to do a little, little, little uh, cue it up, in, but in the ghetto, the ghetto fashion. You know what I'm saying? And uh, let y'all hear. It's it's a song that I think you guys will all recognize, but it's by Diddy and Usher, right? And it's entitled, I Need a Girl. Now, the reason why I want to play this for you guys tonight, briefly, I may not pay, play, actually, you know, I'm going to play all three verses. The reason being because, and listen to it. All of you have heard it, but I want you to really listen to the lyrics right now. Because the lyrics of this song speak about a lot of the things we've been talking about over the course of tonight's show in regards to loyalty, in regards to support, in regards to the difference between why we wife up some women as opposed to just smash and keep them in that friend zone. Are you familiar with this song, Courtney? Yes, I am. (laughs) This is one of my favorite songs of all time. Understand that. Diddy's verse, there was a time in my life where Diddy's last verse really just spoke directly to me. You know what I'm saying? And I I want you guys to hear this song because there's a time, there's there's something in, you know, what's being said that really exemplifies what we look for in a wife. Okay? Not everything. But if you really listen to the words, you'll get a you'll get a really vast understanding of what I'm saying and what is going on in the minds of many men. So listen real quick, you know, take a quick break, and we'll come back and we'll talk about um, I need a girl. Let's go. 
somebody I can chill with. I need somebody I can build with. I need somebody I can hold tight. Winter time and the fall is snow white. Anytime we together feel so right. You the girl I've been looking for my whole life. God bless me, I'm glad I got the insight. Because of you, girl, now I understand life. I need a girl. everybody that's what's up man we're back courtney i know you had heard this song before but i'm saying did did anything stand out to you when you heard it just you know in this moment yeah because when i heard it the first time i was just really listening to it for the beat you know but um now it's it resonates with me simply because you hear about him saying that someone did like him saying that he had like his choice of women, you know, he had women that would throw themselves at him and all of that stuff, but at the end of the day, he's looking for that one woman. And then in Usher, you know, when he sings the chorus, he's saying, you know, he wants someone, nobody else, she's all mine, meaning she's not entertaining other men. So I thought about those two things. Excellent. Yeah, you see what I'm saying, Courtney? You know, that's what it is. You just, you just say, you, you know, you summed up everything. You know, in just a couple of sentences, and I want to go a little bit deeper, but that you just summarized what it is, and I wasn't even going to touch on Usher's part. I was going to touch on Diddy and Loon's verses, but you, like you said in the chorus, he's saying, "I want a girl who's mine, all mine." Ladies, how many times over the years have you guys heard me say, "Elite men don't compete," right? How many shows have you heard me? Have you heard the guys on Barbershop talk? talking about the importance of us feeling comfortable and that you're not entertaining all these other guys. You know, what what have y'all, how many shows have we done on non-platonic male friends? It doesn't matter if you're a relationship counselor, you know what I'm saying, or if you're Diddy, or if you're Usher. It's the same thing. These men are all looking for the same thing in a wife. Okay, and and that's the importance of it. See, here's the thing that I think you have to realize, and, and this is for the, the the women who, you know, who have been taught erroneously that, you know, these men are comf are, are comfortable and and uh, you know really relishing 
this glamorous lifestyle. I mean, just look at Diddy right here. You know, look at what he says. He says, yo, I'm internationally known on the microphone. He's a, he's a celebrity. He's known all over. Get any woman he wants. He says, I have it all, right? But I really need a wife at home, which is very, I mean, this is someone who is the richest in hip-hop, right? I mean, this guy is worth a good $500 million. Not that that means anything, you know what I'm saying, from, you know, from a spiritual perspective. But what I'm saying is, from his perspective, he's saying, I have everything that I could possibly want. Everything, whether it's women, homes, cars, money, you know, business. But I, what I really need is a wife at home. So just imagine, that's Diddy. Just imagine what the average Joe really wants, who doesn't have all of those things. Imagine how much he really wants a wife at home who doesn't have all those other material things. It's that I tell you, I've been saying it for 10 years. I'll continue saying all men want a wife. Hopefully some of these lyrics will confirm this. How we did a whole show on sex ain't better than love, you know, dissecting Trey Songs, uh, you know, that, that song, which is also one of my favorites, you know, because, specifically for that reason, that sex is not better than love. One of the you know sex symbol, the you know one of the major sex symbols of this generation, Trey Songz, women all over the world dying to be with him. He's telling you straight up, I can have sex. He said, but it's not better than love. Coincidentally, that was not one of his most popular songs, uh, you know, for obvious you know obvious reasons. So it's just one of those things that um, you know you have to under get when you get an understanding of what men actually look for. And what's really important to us, you get a, you know, you can govern yourselves accordingly. But let's look a little bit deeper at, you know, what else is being said. He says, and this is deep. This is this is my favorite. One of my, the whole song is one of my favorites. I can relate to everything. This is, I'm not a millionaire, far from it, <clears throat> but I can relate to every single thing that Diddy's saying right here in this, uh, in, in you know, in these uh, lyrics. He says, I don't really like the zone. I never spend the night alone. This means, you know, this is someone who's living that lifestyle. He's having menages, threesomes, getting these chicks, you know, in, in the bed with them, having the sex with models, all types of dimes, most beautiful women in the world. But, you know, he's saying, look, I even got a few that you'd like to bone. I'm just being, that's what he's saying. He's saying, look, I've had the best possible women. You know, as have I, you know, just being honest with you. But what I'm saying is, he says, but these chicks don't romance ro excuse me, don't romance me. They don't tickle my fancy. He says, only, he said, Tiffany Nancy, that's not what my plans be. Damn, the, the, the magnitude of that. This is someone who can have any woman in, his, in, in the world, you know, the most beautiful, the most freaky. The most sexy. Who can y'all think y'all taking booty shots? Imagine what these. You know what I'm saying? This is he can have this with no problem. But he's saying they don't tickle his fancy. What his fancy? What he really needs is a girl who can stand me, meaning who can put up with his BS, who can raise him a family. You know what I'm saying? Who who you know who can you know be a a great wife? Who can be a great mother to his kids? That's what he's looking for, not the freaks. A lot of women in today's society are focusing on being the freaks as opposed to being loyal, as opposed to being a wife. I said, I told the MILFs, the ladies, I said, focus less on being a MILF 
and focus more on being a wife. A lot of women right now are scratching their head and say, well, what is a MILF, they don't. Courtney, what is a MILF? A mother I'd like to ask. A mother I'd like to F. A lot of these moms out here, see, back in the day, you guys got to understand that there was no such thing as a MILF. Y'all know that, right? When I came up, there was no such thing as a MILF because nobody wanted to have sex with their friends' moms. I know I didn't. They looked like moms and grandmoms. Like, that's just, you know, nobody wanted that. Nowadays, not so much. Right? I mean, I think we can all agree moms don't look like they used to look back in the day. You know, and so these are things that are not necessarily good things. Now, what's happening here is that he's saying that most of these girls be confusing me. Well, why is that, did he? Well, he's saying because I don't really know if they really love me or if they're just using me. Right? See, here's the thing. Now, this, well, as we get into loyalty, you gotta you gotta take a closer look at that. If a man, if you if you're not showing that man, ladies, why you are different, why you are special, why and how you would have his back unconditionally, regardless of the money or not, there's no way that man is gonna view you in a serious manner. There's no possible way that you're going to be taken seriously if you're confusing him. We all know that God is not the author of confusion. So that right there tells you that it's not, you know, it's not of God, you know, on both ends. I'm sure Diddy isn't looking at it from a, you know, from a spiritual perspective, but for our purposes tonight, we are. He says right here, they be confusing me. I don't know if they love me. See the thing about or if they're using me. See, I've never felt like I was being used by my wife and I never felt unloved. See, these are things that are important in a relationship. So, and a lot of, unfortunately, a lot of times women are more concerned with how they can please him sexually, you know, as opposed to how they can show him that, you know, he's actually being loved and appreciated. Those are the things that are most important. Uh, what else, though? It says, um, I, you know, that's why I need a girl that can be true to me, you know, Know about the game and know how to do to me. Without a girl on my side, you know, stuff will ruin me. You see what I'm saying? Forget the world, girl. It's just you and me. That's what we are looking for, guys. Forget our homies. Forget these other women out here. We want someone where it's just you and me. Now, here's the thing. Here's the problem in society. Courtney, I know you can relate to this. A lot of times women are they're not look they're saying, Well, look, shoot, I don't got no title, I'm single, I don't know what you're doing, I want your password on Facebook, all this crazy stuff, but you're not understanding why he's not committing. Well, he's not committing because you're thinking like you're single. If you want a wife, you have to start thinking excuse me, if you want to be a wife, you have to start thinking like a wife while you're single. Let that marinate for a little bit. That wasn't a slip-up. I meant exactly what I said. If you want to be a wife, you have to start acting like a wife, not when you become a wife, but while you are single. Because, you know, and even before you're even in a committed relationship, you have to act like you are his girlfriend. 
and and don't get me wrong, that will not be if you're dealing with the man that God has for you. That will not be a one-way thing. It will not be one-sided. He will be doing the same things. One of the reasons why I committed to my wife is because there were things that we did in that getting to know you period that was indicative of her being a wife. You see what I'm saying, guys? That's that's you have to be able to see it. You ever you guys ever go in like an interview, like one of those jobs where you like have to, you know, you have to prove yourself. There's a probationary period. Some some interviews are actually on the job interviews where they want to see how you could actually do whatever job it is. They want to know what you would be like if they hired you. They're not going to just, oh, yeah, you're hired, but we'll take our chance. No, they want to be able to see what you were like before they hire you. Guess, guess what, ladies? We want to see what you're like before we wife you. And how you prove yourself is going to determine whether or not we wife you or not. All this stuff confirms confirms it. He said, you know what I'm saying? So he says, I know about the game. See, these are not rookies here. These are OG players we're talking about. I know about the game. So that means I've been in the game, so I know a good girl when I see one. And so the question is, do you fit that category? Or are you just like the other girls? You know, what do you say, Tiffany, Nancy? He doesn't want that. He said, that doesn't, that's not what his plans are. It doesn't tickle his fancy. We have thoughts about that first verse, because I want to break down every verse. Every verse is extremely important in the in the overall scheme of tonight's show. What are your thoughts on that, Will? Any last thoughts on it? You talking about the Tiffany Nancy part? The, the first verse overall. I mean, overall, I'm trying to think what verse was that, because it was so much we went over. No, that one, the one we're just talking about. Okay. The, the Diddy's, um, Diddy's first verse. Yeah, I mean, I I just feel like it's important to differentiate yourself just as a woman, and it's important to make sure that you don't bring those insecurities or anything that you used to struggle with into the relationship. All of that needs to be taken care of so that he can view you as being someone different. It's all about differentiation. We did an all-time classic Keeping It Real Friday show on, you know, and Google that. You know, the importance of differentiating yourselves. All-time classic Keeping Real Fridays. There's, you know, so in the, in the second verse, um, you know, yeah, I'm just, re, you know, it's, it's so deep, even when I look over. Loon, now I don't know, I heard he went and became a Muslim or something, but this is a classic verse here. And, and he's, if you notice, he reiterates what Diddy says in the first verse. He says, now I've had a lot of women in my lifetime, as have I. You know, but see, it's not a lot of women who who have got the right mind. That's deep. A lot of women, right? But not a lot of women who actually are about something in the mind, who actually have the type of mentality, personality, you know, and spirituality that we would consider to say, "Wow, you know, I could wife you up." And that's very true. I've been, I've dealt with a lot of women, but very few women who have met my mom. My mom will tell you that, right? I done had pretty chicks with all the right features. That means dimes, right? But then again, hood rat chicks that only rock sneakers. That means hood rats. You know, cell phones and beepers and know how to treat you. You break her heart, she'll walk out and leave you. I find a girl, I'm going to keep her because now I'm getting money and the game's getting deeper. Now, this is deep right here. He's saying if he finds a girl, he already said 
A lot of women say, what do you mean? If you find a girl, you already had girls, but not the right girl. He already told you. He said, I've had a lot of women in my lifetime. But he's saying if as meaning like I haven't found, y'all get it, which is very deep. He's saying right here, now that I'm getting money, the game's getting deeper because that means it becomes harder. As Diddy said earlier, it's getting harder to differentiate who is really loves him versus who's using him for the money. He said, but on some real stuff, I need somebody I can chill with, you know, somebody I can build with. What are we talking about tonight? We're talking about loyalty, but we're also talking about support, right? Support is so, so important. And I'm not talking, let me just say this, I'm not talking about the type of support that is contingent upon your relationship. Or your happiness Or whatever it is that you have going on I'm talking about the type of support That is unconditional I'm talking about the type of support That has nothing to do I'm talking about the type of support That even when you're not speaking Or aren't on the best terms You're still getting that support That's something you did back in the day, Courtney? Yeah, because if I was mad Then there was no support No anything I was just in my own little world, and so that meant I didn't care about what he thought about anything. So, um, yeah, I mean, I can definitely relate to that. And that that verse, I mean, that also makes me think about, like, just arguments or let's say the man lost his job or stuff like that, anything. Can you still be supportive after all of that? Because remember the movie Pursuit of Happiness? When Tandy knew less, Will Smith, because he lost his or he quit his job or whatever the case was. And she left. Like, can you still be there regardless of the circumstances? Right. Shoot. Do I know it? That's one of my favorite movies of all time. You know what I'm saying? I shed a tear at the end of that movie, man. And any man who tells you he didn't is a liar. You know what I'm saying? That, that's one of those movies, you know, men got to watch by themselves, man, because you don't want the woman to see you. You know, I'm just being real with you. Those are grown man tears right there, man. Not tears of sadness. Right, but tears of happiness, tears of you know, uh, you know, achieving something that you've always wanted, you know, so badly, you know, and and I think that a lot of women need to understand that those are things that we want. We just want happiness, what whatever that means to us, you know. In most cases, that's going to mean you know, family. It's going to mean you know, a job, you know, a career, stability. You know, and, and, you know, in love, that's it. Once we have those things, those are what's, that's what's most important to us as men. Everything else is, you know, is outside of that. So when you see that, you know, on the big screen, you know, it's like, wow, he, he achieved that. And you, you get a chance to see through the film how, you know, tough that road was. And that is what it takes, ladies. We did a show on there, obviously. Of course, you realize we... We definitely tackled that. If you Google the pursuit of happiness, we already, you know, I mean, we did an in-depth analyzation of the show. We talked about Sandy Newton's character, you know, how she left, um, you know, why she left, how he, you know, viewed her for leaving, how men would view and do view women who, who, you know, behave in a similar fashion. So definitely listen to that show if you missed it. But I mean, that's, you know, that's what it's all about. That's what this song is talking about. You know, where it says. 
you know, I need somebody I can chill with, somebody I could build with. Here's the thing, and this is like it really is a lot deeper than people realize, because he's not just talking about chilling. A lot of women will go out with these men, and y'all know as well as I do, there ain't no chilling, right? I mean, keep it real. This is this is either you're, you know, you're getting it, you're getting it in. Right, you're you're actually having sex, or you're playing tug of war with the panties, trying to get keep him from having sex, and depending on the situation, or playing games like you're trying to keep him from having sex. One of the two, telling no 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 stop 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 stop. What are you doing? Come on, you know what I mean? Like, and you know, it's just one of those things where, you know, we're not trying to play those games. That's why he's saying in the song. You know, I need somebody I can just chill with. Not try to chill so I can smash, but just to chill. Like me and my wife, we actually chill. And funny thing is we actually did that early on in our relationship. A lot of times, and this is a whole other show, but I, I remember um, I've we've had this debate in the friends group. You know, I've done hypothetical situations like, all right, you're dealing with a guy. Would you go over to his house? You'd be surprised how many women would never go over to a man's house who they feel, and this is the key point there is that they feel is the man that God has for them and you know they could possibly have a future with you'd be surprised how many women will be like oh no I'm not going to a man's house and I'm not you know I would never do that it's like oh like why is it two things is it that you feel like you know he's he's going to try to have sex with you you know or is it that you don't trust yourself not to have sex with him I mean so which is it you know what I'm saying? Because if you're not a hoe, if you know you're not having sex with him, and you don't feel like he's a rapist or would even think about trying something, and you feel comfortable with him, why would you feel? Why would you have a problem just going to his crib to watch the football game? Why would that be an issue? Quite the re, the answer is it, it it shouldn't be. An issue. If you feel like he would do something like that, then you shouldn't be there really. But you shouldn't even be dealing with him to begin with. See, one of my wife, me and my wife's first dates was at the crib. I cooked for. Her. And we chilled and we watched some TV. No, no sex. It was just we literally just chilled. See, one of the things I gotta realize is when a man is viewing you as his future wife, there's not gonna be any tug of war with the panties. There's not gonna be, you know, the inability to chill with you without having sex. And somebody out there who will remain nameless knows exactly who I'm talking to right now. You know what I'm saying? It won't be every time he sees you. It has to be about the sex. There will be some just chilling. There will be just some romance. There will be the laughter. There won't be the uncomfortability. There won't be the tears after sex while he's there. When you say, all right, well, let me go to the bathroom, you're not really just washing up or whatever it is. You're actually crying because you regret what you did, not because of what you did, but because deep down you know how he truly feels. You know, see, they're t- sometimes they're tears of, this is deep, they're tears of conviction because you've disappointed God, but then there are tears of the fact that you've disappointed yourself because of the realness, because you know what it is. Y'all know what I'm talking about. When you're on one accord with God and you disappoint God, then that's where the, the conviction comes. But if you're not even on one, one accord and you're, you, you actually enjoyed the sex but didn't enjoy how you were treated as a result of sex by the man, those are different types of tears, aren't they, Courtney? Yeah. <laughs> Totally different. Those, oh yeah, those are two different sets of tears. Both hurt like, like you know what, 
but just two totally different tiers. So I would encourage you, just don't cry. You know what I'm saying? Don't put yourself in a situation where you have to, you know, be convicted and cry your eyes out at the altar, you know, because you've disappointed God. Y'all know as well as I do, because I'm not perfect. I know all about what I'm talking about right now, you know, personally. After a certain level of sin, there ain't no more tears because there's no more conviction. The Holy Spirit has lifted himself off of you. You don't even feel the conviction. You just feel whatever it is, you, you know, that you're going through at that moment. You just feel the burning from the committee. Oh, my, I apologize for that. That's, you know, that was inappropriate. But but am I being honest, Courtney? Yeah, that's how it is. I mean, I'm just being honest with y'all, man. I told y'all this is keeping it real Friday, so, you know, if this means I'm not being, <laughs> I'm not being led by the Holy Spirit, then hey, you know, I gotta be honest though. Chlamydia is real. Gonorrhea is real. Syphilis is real. You know, AIDS is real. Single mom is real. The Data on Tober show is real. I'm just saying this is real stuff. You should expect to talk about, you know, hear real stuff talked about. This isn't for the kids. This is for the adults with the kids. All right, I'm tripping. Let me stop tripping. Like, you know what I'm saying? But being real with y'all. What else can we talk about tonight? Can we do this third verse? You know, that's really what I want yeah. to do. But you know what I'm saying? Hold on. Let me just make sure he didn't say something else crazy in here because, you know what I'm saying, that that second verse was was very deep. You know, I need somebody I can build with. I need somebody I can hold tight. Oh, don't even let me get started on that. With the time and no full limits, no right. I don't know what the heck that means. But any time we're together, it feels so right. You're the girl I've been looking for for my whole life. God's blessed me. I'm glad I've got the insight because of you, girl. Now I understand life. I mean, how much more deep can you get? You know? But the, here's the thing, ladies. It says, we're going back, he says, I need somebody I can hold tight. Courtney, I mean, I mean, y'all don't even need to put Courtney on the spot. Y'all know, guys, there's not a lot of holding and cuddling after these casual sexual relationships and 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 you know uh, encounters, right? It's just all right. He gets up, you put your clothes on. He puts his clothes on. You turn it away because you don't want him to see you your, your naked self exposed. Although you just got finished, you know, doing all types of stuff, butt naked. So what's the difference if he sees you get? But it's it's awkward. Just like when Adam and Eve realized what they had done, they realized that they were naked. They didn't have a problem being naked before, but all of a sudden they realized they felt that conviction. That's what it is. Y'all feel that conviction. You feel that uncomfortability because you realize what you've done. Luna is saying that I need someone that I can hold tight after the sex. I don't someone I don't have to feel uncomfortable. Being naked around. You ever experienced that, Courtney? Being held tight, so tight they don't want to let you go. Yeah, but it wasn't. It was a different type of situation, though. It wasn't in, in the sense that that man loved me or cared about me. It was more so, you know, leaning me on. So that was a different. That's not the right example. So the answer use. is right. So the answer is no. Basically, <laughs> basically, yeah. yeah. Right. No, but it's real though. I mean, don't feel bad. I mean, most women have not. And that's the, what you gotta realize is 
The answer is no to that question for Courtney and to all of you if it's if it was not love. And if we're talking about past tense, then we know from the Bible that love is never ending. Love is everlasting. Love is godly. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is all, a number of different things. So if you're talking about it in the past tense, if you're speaking about what you experienced with your ex, well, then guess what? Obviously, that's not love, and it wasn't love. And you're not going to know what, what, what this verse is speaking about until you have love. Because when someone holds you tight, like Courtney said, it's not about you know manipulating you. It's going to be because they genuinely don't want to let you go. Because they love you. That's what we all should be aspiring to have. But here's the thing, and why, and this is an interesting question. Three different men, and obviously tons of other men, will, will tell you straight up, this is what I want, this type of love that I want. But why do so many women act like, want, really want the same thing, but act like they don't? I mean, I, I would just say being hurt. Like in the past and scared, being scared to give, you know, your all. Right. right. That's what it is. And, I, you know, I've said this, you know, never allow past hurt and pain to, you know, dictate how you show love in the future. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't don't allow... What some what your ex did to block off God's ability to bless you with love. A lot of women think that love is a predetermined thing. It's predestined. It's like you know a guarantee. No, it's not a guarantee. You have to be emotionally available to have love. Otherwise, you'll never have it. You see what I'm saying? Like you have to. It, it's not natural. It's not automatic. I don't know. I'm just praying. I'm just waiting on God. Waiting on God. You're gonna be waiting a long time. You know, if you're emotionally, uh, you know, like Halle Berry, Candy Burris, I mean, they're going to be waiting a very long time just because of their emotional unavailability. So these are things that you always want to, you know, keep in uh, consideration. I want to do this last verse, uh, which is, you know, really uh, telling. It says, I had a girl that would have died for me. Now, that in and of itself, and I don't know, I'm not going to dissect their relationship because I don't know too much about it, you know, Diddy and J-Lo. But, you know, the fact of the matter is he's saying and putting it out there that, in his opinion, how he felt, you know. And obviously this had such a, it's someone, again, who's internationally known across the globe, you know what I mean, had tons of women. But he's saying, wow, I had a girl that would have died for me. I didn't appreciate her, so I made her cry for me. Every night she had tears in her eyes for me. Right? It says, you know, he caught a case. Shorty took their whole ride from which is deep. You know what I'm saying? A lot of women wouldn't even do that. You know, so we're talking about, from his perspective, what a truly supportive woman looked like. You know, a, a ride-or-die chick, you know, who he didn't deserve. There's a lot of bastards out here. We guys, you know, if you're a first-time listener and you, you know, you think we're being tough on the ladies, you need to Google my special on how to avoid dealing with a low-down, dirty bastard. How to avoid dealing with a jive turkey, our Thanksgiving special. How, you know, the definition of a non-elite man. How to love a black woman the right way. I mean, we've done countless specials, you know, talking about 
you know, how men should treat women and the importance of teaching black men to be better fathers and husbands, you know, did at least three or four of those shows. So, I mean, we spend a good deal of time, you know, talking about, you know, what women want, what women need. Um, But the reality is when you are 100% emotionally available as women, you won't have to worry about the losers. You won't have to worry about the low-down, dirty bastards. You won't have to worry about the jive turkeys, the non-elite men of the world, because you will bypass them, and God will bless you with the best possible man. Hence, the new book, How to Win the Heart of an Elite Man in 365 Days or Less. But it says right here, this is deep, you know, first we were friends, then we became lovers. You was more than my girl, we was like brothers, which is very deep. You know, all night we would play fight under covers. You know, ladies, y'all ever had a man who, who actually genuinely enjoyed being in your presence? I'm talking about so much so that y'all didn't just, y'all weren't just, you know, sex partners, but you were actual friends. You could play Monopoly. You could play Scrabble. You could play Uno. You could be silly. You know, I mean, Courtney, you know what it's like to have to keep your guard up even with someone who you've just given your body to? Yeah. Yeah, because you know deep down it's nothing, it's not of substance. So, yeah. How deep is that, though? I mean, having to put a guard up with someone you were just naked in front of getting, you know, being intimate with. I mean, that's, right. that, that, that can't be fun. But the funny thing is, I mean, you know, men can relate to that, too. You know, a lot of this tough, macho act, I can dance around the house butt naked, you know, singing uh, something crazy, but do it. I mean, I don't really do that, but you see, I could, and it would be no uncomfortability. You see what I'm saying? Just because that's just the level of comfort that I have. You know, it says play fight under covers. I mean, these are the things that men really want. They want to be able to be silly. They want to be able to show you. I mean, I have to deal with haters and psychos and the weirdos out here and, the, the you know, people who, who have hate in their hearts. I mean, you know, that gets tiresome. You know, at some point you, you want to be able to just relax. You want to just be able to let your your guard down and just be yourself and you know so you know and that is where what we all look for you know even the I'm talking about even the drug dealers even even the hustlers even the the killers you know they still want to be able to be themselves they want to be able to put their guns up on the nightstand and just be able to chill you know with that special woman every man wants that and if you create the type of environment where he can be himself. And the, uh, real quick, the only way that's going to happen, though, just so you know, is by you being yourself and letting your guard down. That's the only way that's going to happen. If you have a guard up because you've been hurt before, you can't expect him to let his guard down and bear his soul to you if he already sees that you have the guard up. And that's what's happening. A lot of women are going into relationships with the guard up, and the guards are staying up because they're dealing with a man who's not treating them right, specifically because the guard is up. So it really becomes like a, uh, you know, a revolving door and, um, you know, a never-ending cycle. Um, But so this is deep, though. He says, you know, we were more like brothers. All night we would play fight under covers. Not have sex, but play fight under covers. Just that's how much he, you know, he just enjoyed your, you know, your company. But now that you're gone, I can't love you like I really want to. But every time I think about your pretty smile. 
and how we used to drive the whole city wild. Damn, I wish you would have had my child, a pretty little girl with Diddy smile. This stuff is wild. All them days that I reminisce about the way I used to kiss those pretty lips. But as long as you're happy, I'm going to tell you this. I love you, girl, and you're the one that I will always miss. We did a show a long time ago about the emotions of, of men and what it takes to get a man to be in this frame of mind about you. See, a lot of women, they're listening right now. They're like, wow, I can't relate to this. I, I've never had, I know a man who wanted to hit it from the back, but not necessarily kiss these pretty lips. You know what I'm saying? A man who wanted to be happy, but never cared about my happiness. A man who, once I was gone, never expressed the fact that he missed me. You see, he did. He saying, "You're the one that I will always miss." So, and I and I believe that. You know what I'm saying? I believe that. You know, and I, most men have, you know, that woman in their life who they will always miss, just like most women do. It's fortunate that, you know, when you can deal with that and then find love in your future. That's a blessing. You know, because there are tons of men out here who are second-guessing decisions and reminiscing. And, you know, while they're having sex with you, don't be that woman. You know, don't be that woman that he's dealing with but reminiscing about. Don't be that woman you know, who he will not miss when things are over, once the sex is done, once you finally get fed up with the BS. Just just do it the right way. What are your thoughts on that, that last verse? That's why it's so important just to deal deal with that, like deal with those issues, deal with, you know, um, past heartbreak so that you can move forward. Because my thing is if it ended, and that was for a reason, you know, regardless of the good times or perceived good times or whatever, that person was just not meant to be in your life and vice versa. So it's just important just to move on from that. So like you said, so you can find love with the person that God has for you. Right, 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 absolutely. I'm looking here. Let's go. Y'all need a little bit of, but y'all heard Diddy, but I think y'all need a little bit of uh, Bible in there with it. It makes sense. Well, look at what Proverbs 31 says. One of the shows that we rebroadcasted over the past week was our special on virtuous versus voluptuous, uh, the definition of a Proverbs 31 woman, where we literally broke down all of Proverbs 31 women and told y'all exactly, you know, what a, the perfect wife, you know, looked like. Um, but one of the things that it says in verse 14 says that she's like the ships of the merchant. She brings her food from afar. A lot of women don't understand, you know, the context that the, the Proverbs is about. It's about a wife and the things she does for her family, you know, and we're talking about loyalty. We're talking about support. you got to support. you got to show him, look, if there was no food on the table, I would go from afar to feed you. I would take care of the family regardless of the situation. Now, obviously, that's not the woman's job. You know what I'm saying? It's the man's job to be the supporter of the family. But what I'm saying is the best women do what needs to be done regardless. She rises while it is yet night and provides food for her household and portions for her maidens. We talked about that one before. Y'all remember that? Portions for her maidens. Not the servants, not the male servants. Right? 
she provides portions for her maidens because she does, she's careful not to, you know not to project forth any form of impropriety. You know, she wants to make sure that the husband has full faith in her, full confidence in her, and full trust in her. That's very important that she goes out of her way to show him that so that he can trust her. You know what I'm saying? So that she, he realizes that she is loyal. All right? I mean, it's, it's very deep. That's why it says she rises while it's still dark out. It wouldn't look too right, you know, her doing those things for the male servants. That's why God specifies the portions for her maidens. Her husband is known at the... Corey, let me just say before we move on. Have you ever done that? Have you ever done things to try to make the guy you were dealing with jealous? All the time. Yeah, whether that was um, flirting with other men in front of him, you know, things like that. I, I used to because I thought that if um, I did that, then he would actually say, oh, well, you know, she's going to get snatched up by someone else or other men are attracted to her, so i got to hold on to her tight when it was, you know, the opposite effect. Right, right. That's what I was going to say. Those things don't really work out too well, do they, ladies? You can never make a man jealous if he doesn't care about you in the first place. I mean, I mean, I think that makes perfect sense, though, doesn't it? I mean, you know, a lot of women, they're, they're only making a man jealous, not because they, you know, they really want to, but because they feel like that's the only way they're going to be able to you know, get what they ultimately want from that man. They want to be treated better. So, I mean, but it's never going to work. The only way to, you know, you, put it like this. When you're dealing with the man that God has for you, you'll never have to try to make him jealous. You won't have to try to play those games. So that's pretty much how that goes. Um, but, yeah, uh, in verse 23, it says, Her husband... Obviously, as we're, uh, this is a passage from Proverbs 31. If you, you know, her husband. So that means that this, this whole passage about a virtuous woman has to do with a wife. A lot of people don't realize that. That's why it says her husband is known in the gates. So what does that mean? You can't. You're not a virtuous woman if you're not a wife. If you're not seeking to be a wife. If you're not acting like a wife, putting yourself out there as a wife, pre, uh, preparing yourself to be a wife, living a single life. You know, is not. I mean, you guys know what the scripture says. This passage about is about a wife. It says her husband is known at the gates, where he sits among the elders of the land. That basically means that he uplifts. She, excuse me. She uplifts him. She makes him better. She makes it, you know, okay and easier for him to do what he needs to do to be respected by the elders of the land. Whether that's through business whether that's in the church, whatever it is that he does, she's going to do what she needs to do to make that possible for him. You know, or I should say make that easier for him, less stressful for him. That's what, look at, I mean, look, you know what they say, you know, behind every successful man is a successful, I mean, look at some of the most successful men of all time. You know, some of the happiest men, whether, I don't care who it is, Malcolm X, Martin Luther King, me, you know what I'm saying? I mean, you could even throw Barack Obama in there as president of the United States. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that is to some, you know, considered success. You know, he has, you know, Michelle has been there. And I do believe, even though I don't agree with a lot of the things they stand for, she has been successful, or excuse me, supportive 
of him and and his goals and aspirations. That is going to be needed, you know, in any in whatever you you do. So, and I can, you know, I, I'm I'm a perfect example of that. So, um, so there's so there's that, and this is obviously biblical. And lastly, you know, in thirty says, you know, charm is deceitful, beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. So I guess that always, you know, I guess that all comes down to, do you actually fear the Lord? You know, does your lifestyle indicate that you are being led by the Lord? That is the all, you know, and when the answer to that question is yes, then you will. You know, you will have a certain, you know, je ne sais quoi, if I, you know what I'm saying, about you. There will be a certain vibe that you will give off. There will be something special about you that these men will see, and they won't even want to do you wrong. They won't even want to dog you out, you know, when you are being led by the Lord, when you fear the Lord, because that is who is to be praised, not the freaks. The freaks aren't to be only losers praise the freaks like Jay Z and those guys. I mean, those are the weirdos who sit up there and lust after women. I, I mean, I'll never do that crap. You don't praise hoes. You know, that's. I mean, you know what I'm saying. You don't wife them up and parade them around the world. You, you do what you do with them. Keep it moving. That's why it says the Bible says the low. The what is it? The uh, the worth of a prostitute is nothing more than a loaf of bread. Which is basically how much, Courtney? How much is a loaf of bread? Like two dollars. Right. How were prostitutes charging two hundred dollars when the Bible says their worth is only a, a dollar? These these hoes out here charging two hundred dollars an hour. It's crazy. <laughs> when the Bible says their worth is, <laughs> let me stop. You know but I mean that's that is what it says though. So, I know y'all wanted to go till midnight, but. You know, I really I feel like we 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 covered a lot tonight. You know, I feel like you know we 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 spent a good amount of time summarizing and really epitomizing what it means to be a loyal and and truly supportive woman. When I real quick, when I think of you know some of the, you know these uh, women who have exhibited a lack of support, I think of you know celebrity wise, I think of Rihanna. You know, just the ultimate hoe. The ultimate hoe. You know what I'm talking about? Grew up with Chris Brown. Loved the love of his life. Obviously broke up with him. Whatever happened, happened. They reconnect. They get back together. Whatever happens, happens. They break up again. You know what I'm saying? She she has sex with Drake. He takes her back. Drake raps a song about her, about smashing her off. Right? I mean, you wife her back up. Break up with her, then she, then he, then you know what I'm saying? She goes back to him, and now he's he's like with her. I mean, is that not? I mean, I, again, understand. I've seen a lot of things as a man. You know, I've seen. This is what I do. You know, I talk about relationships. I've experienced relationships, dating situations. That situation is just one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen in my life. I mean, for a woman to do that and to have two losers fighting over a whore. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's just, it's just, um, you know, I'm just flabbergasted. I mean, I mean, do you have any thoughts on that situation? It's just so messy because you never know who she's with. 
Like, that's the whole thing, Rihanna. Like, I can't keep track of who she's with. It's like one minute is Chris, one minute is Drake. I just looked online today. They had these pictures from um, the basketball game. I think it was the Clippers or something like that. They're all hugged up. And it's like, okay, she was Drake now. Then you have, like you said, them rapping about her. J. Cole has rapped about her in his song. It's like she's linked to everybody, and so you never know, which means that she's basically a whore. And so that's not loyal at all. Right. You can't trust some that I mean y'all I mean I just wanna make sure y'all know y'all know that song is about Rihanna, right? I mean like the whole song is if you listen to it, but like that that's who he's talking about. And and this that's the thing, like ladies, the one of the best things y'all could do, you know, and I even try to do this you know, with, with women that I've dealt with in the past, even to this day, you know, you know, like if there's a breakup We've even done a show, you know, many shows on how to uh, deal with a bad breakup, how to move forward after a broken heart. And one of the worst things you can do, you know, while dealing with a broken heart is is lash out, you know, do, you know, bash that person publicly. You know, you don't have to update your status about him. You know, you don't have to, I mean, all that stuff is is petty, it's immature, but most importantly, it shows that you're, you know, you're 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 hurting. You're not over you know what happened to you you're still you're still hurting you're still feeling some type of way and so what you do is you want to just you know just walk away you know and whereas you know Chris Brown is making songs Drake is making songs Rihanna's saying little things you know in the media you know, trying to play him talking about some why you, what did she say why you um what did she she said something catchy when she's talking about some um why you getting your cry on? I'm getting my fly on. You heard you heard her say that? Oh, that's the song hard, isn't it? Yeah. Song. Yep. Yeah. Talking about something why you getting your cry on. I, you know what I'm saying? You dirty chick, man. Go and try to try to who does she think she's talking to? You know what I mean? Like go and try to play him like she's not a you know just a straight industry, you know, jump off. But you know, so that's that's what you know. That's a great example of of a lack of loyalty. Another example, and we've talked about this when we did our special on Iyanla Van Zant and how she made a mess of trying to fix DMX's life. That was a really good show. I might even rebroadcast that for y'all uh, tomorrow night. Uh, that was a really classic show. It was a, uh, one of the first. I think I think that was the first Saturday Night Live that we ever did. You know, definitely a classic show where we talked about. Um, you know, how DMX's wife, you know, I think she wrote a tell-all book or, you know, like they, yeah, they had their problems. Yeah, DMX cheated on her. Yeah, you know, they had all types of issues. But aside from all that, you're supposed to still just walk away and keep that between you. It's like, oh, man, why'd y'all break up? Oh, it just didn't work out. You know, it is what, oh, dang, I bet you hate him. Nah, you know, whatever. It's just It just didn't work out. So, you know, it is what it is. And that's, and leave it at that. Because what happens is when people even ask you those types of questions, they don't really want to know the answer. They just want to know how you're going to respond. And so it's a test. And so you just really show your level of emotional unavailability when you start bashing these guys and, you know, that type of stuff. Ja Rule, same types of things. Like, I don't know what he did, if he cheated or if it was with a man or something. You know, I've heard all types of rumors. I don't know what happened, but the fact that you see his wife you know, or estranged wife out there, you know, doing interviews and calling him gay and saying this and that. I mean, that's just all, you know, it just shouldn't be done. You know, I always say that, 
you know, uh, what is it? Strong women, you know, in the face of adversity, are able to just walk away with their head held high and their dignity intact. But weak women are going to, you know, resort to violence, you know, immaturity, you know, in the face of adversity. So you just have to you have to make a decision. We did a classic show. What was that show, Courtney? Uh, where we talked about busting the windows out your car. Were you on that or was that Gerald? The the Psycho Show, isn't it? Or it was, um, who was that? The Keisha Cole one. Were you talking about that song? Was it that one? We did it. We've done several. We did did the definition of a psycho, which was a a classic show. Google definition of a psycho. We did uh, the Keisha Cole one. Um, What was the name of the song? Trust and Believe. Trust and Believe, that was another classic show where we talked about how women are driven to, you know, that type of behavior by men uh, and what that looks like. That, But then I think back year, a couple of years ago, we did a show specifically on, you know, busting the windows out your car. You know what I'm saying? Like when, I think it was like when that, first, that show or that song first came out, you know what I mean? We did a show on it. Like if you Google you know, try Googling that. I believe, you know, I'm pretty sure we did it. It had its own show, which was obviously crazy. Um, in fact, I know for a fact we did. I'm not sure about the exact title of it, but y'all find it. But, yeah, so, you know, just don't ever allow, ladies, for a man to take you outside of your, you know, your private comfort zone, who you are and what you know, you know, is right. I'm going to leave y'all with this, man. We'll get ready to wrap it up. One of the last things that I'll say is, um, you know, I said online that if if you are, ladies, if you're dealing with a bad breakup, you know, or a heartbreak, keep this scripture in mind. I said, better is the end of a thing than its beginning. And the patient in spirit is better than the proud in spirit. And so I know that advice was, you know, was was pretty popular you know, because a lot everyone's been through a bad breakup at some point in their lives, and you know, instead of you know mourning or being depressed about the end of a situation, you need to live life with an attitude of gratitude and say, "Wow, you know what, God, you have blessed me with love." You know, any thoughts on that? Because I know you've been through a couple of bad breakups. Yeah, I and I, I looked at it as like you said, I was just feeling bad and just depressed drinking, watching porn, doing all this stuff as a result of it that I had no business doing. But what helped me is just to realize the bright side of it. A lot of women, they they look at the bad part of it, but there is a bright side to the end of that relationship, whether the bright side would be your life, you know, because you you have no idea what would have happened if God would have allowed you to stay in that. And so there's a reason that he took you out of it, and you always have to look at you know, at the bright side. Also, you have a chance to start anew and work on yourself so you'll attract a better man. So, I mean, there's, there's so many things to be thankful for. And so I think the my advice would just be to count your blessings. Sure, absolutely. Be be appreciative. One of the things that I was saying about, you know, just friendships, you know, <clears throat> as far as loyalty goes, one of the things I said online earlier today was that real friends talk to you and not about you think that we live in a society, you know, of social media, a lot of subliminal posts being put out there, a lot of, a lot of, uh, you know, different things, you know, can be said in different types of ways, 
And I think we need to just really get back to, you know, how things used to be. You know, just from a male standpoint, I know back in the day, you know, if a man had a problem with another man, he would go to that man, whether it was call him or go see him directly, and they would talk about it. Either they would talk about it or they would even, maybe sometimes even fight about it. But either way, that situation would, you know, be resolved one way or another. And that's how it was, and I believe that's how it still should be. Uh, but unfortunately today, we, you know, in the age of social media, you know, people tend to just say things about, you know, people, people who, you, who, you know, who you call a friend. And I think, you know, I would just encourage everybody, you know, to appreciate your real friends because they've been there and they will continue to be there and they will talk to you and not about you. And I think that, you know, that is how we should all be. That's how I believe God has called us to be. When you look at what the Word says about friendships and showing yourself friendly, you know, we really have to, um, you know, take that to heart um, when, when dealing with people in our lives who, who you know, who we do call friends. And, and always keep in mind that the enemy is real. You know, the enemy is real and will attack you through friendships. And, you know, me and Osha will talk, we have talked about that and we'll continue to talk about that, be back on Monday. But, you know, the enemy will attack you where you feel most vulnerable, where you're most vulnerable so that to take your mind off. There's been a lot of drama, a lot of different things happening, you know, in my life as well as uh, uh, Osho's life. You know, I don't want to say too much, but we're we're going to drop some serious, serious knowledge on y'all on Monday night. The type of knowledge that has never been heard before and will never be heard again, okay, in the way that we're going to deliver it. So it's not a coincidence that some, some very – you know, big things and major things have been happening leading up to that because the world is not going to be the same after this show for the people who, who you know what I'm saying, who listen to it. So just so we encourage you all to, you know, to tune in, look forward to it. Are you anticipating it, Courtney? Oh, you know I am. <laughs> I'm so excited. So excited. Yeah. Make sure, so I'm telling you all now, make sure you tune in on Sunday night. Sunday night I'm going to rebroadcast our, the initial show. All right, our special on on what the word says about aliens, giants, Nephilim, fallen angels, demonic spirits, you know, how it's being, you know, how, you know, and the government's, you know, interaction with that because there's so much more going on than, you know what I'm saying, than people even realize, you know what I'm saying, what the word says, I can't, can't, you know, stress that enough, what the word says, you know, about everything I just think. People say, what? Aliens? What do you, what do you mean? Like giants in the Bible? Well, yeah, well, you know, if you missed the show, you'll hear it on Sunday. If you already heard it, you know what I'm talking about. And everyone will hear so much, will get so much deeper um, for part two on Monday night. Uh, I thank you guys for uh, tuning in tonight. Uh, be safe out there. Um, if for whatever reason you're listening, you, you know, feel led or convicted or you know, to reach out for private counseling through Talbert Relationship, you know what I'm saying? Definitely reach out through 855-55-DAYDON. Everyone's first session is totally free. Uh, this spring we're doing, you know, couples counseling, marriage counseling, premarital counseling, singles, you know, individuals, any any type of counseling that's needed, um, you know, reach out um, or DAYDON at trctoday.com. And, um, you know, enjoy this beautiful Spring weather, you know, I'm excited about it. I want to play this song for y'all, Courtney. Uh, we I mentioned it earlier, um, just as far as uh, you know, with the I need a girl thing. Um, I want to play this uh, Trey songs. 
songs, uh, Sex Ain't Better Than Love, one of my favorites. And really just listen to the words before y'all log off. Just really listen to what's being said and, like, really understand that this is, you know, what men look for. This is how men feel about feel about love. So, Courtney, as always, good job tonight. And you guys uh, be blessed. All right. Peace. Never been so clear 